Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. This is an X-Squad Affiliate Podcast. The number one chief rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hearts Cafe. Spicy conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Daddy Young. Microwave. Reggie Long, aka Dollars and Cents. The Sports Bar, also known as Stacy Sports Radio. With the Marvel Show. The BS3 Sports Show. This is DJ Queen from the X Squad. Radio Podcast. Right, exactly. Come on in. 
Sports Yo, what's poppin', y'all? It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier yes, here in the sir. house tonight, y'all. We're live right here on the website, www.barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Make sure y'all go check that out right now. Go to the homepage, click on the live feed. You could also get in the chat room. Just click on the chat bubble and it'll take you right there. Also, you can follow us on social media. We got the Twitter up at Barbershop SPOR2. Uh, we got the Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You want to check us out on the Facebook page, you could do that as well. And don't forget, we got the blog site on the website. Make sure you got check that out. And also the video page there. Uh, just want to shout out the folks here in the chat room. Uh, let's start with Miss Mocha Bella. X Squad Gang Gang. What up, what up? Uh, Mr. Angry Black Man, I hollered at you earlier, man. What's what up, going bro? on? Uh, the homie DJ Knox up in Brick City. What's what going up, on? Man? What's going on? I see the homie Cedric Galloway. What up, Slim? What up? Uh, Big Kev from Denver repping the 303. What up, man? What's popping? Y'all going to be sorry this year. And uh, it's sorry in what? Football. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to take a shot. <laughs> hey, man. We got to start, man. We got to start, man. What a way to get a shot in. We got started, yeah. baby. Uh, so we, we, we got some, um, I, I guess we can start with some of the stuff we were talking about with the Kawhi Leonard thing. And, um, I, I, did we talk mellow last week a little bit? Um, Cause we kind of sensed that. I don't know, all that, all that. I mean, we, we, I think we kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah, that was the thing. Right. But I mean, we could kind of piggy up, up off the Kawhi Leonard stuff. But, um, before we get to that. Um, I just want to shout out um, the homie Brian from Chicago, who I did his uh, I, I did a podcast, not a podcast, but I did an interview on his show called End of the Bench podcast based out of Chicago. So he's going to come on with us in about an hour right after we take our hour break. Mm-hmm. And we're going to discuss, you know, some things that he's doing with his show. Um, we'll talk a little bit, maybe Chicago sports with him, and you know, see what his teams are. Oh man, somebody, who, all that who, stuff. Who, 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 the, who the resident Chicago fan in the X Squad? Uh, Big, Big L. L. Yes, sir. Big L. He's the Bears and Bulls fan or whatever. So sorry, so sorry. But, yeah, so so sorry for you, bro. So we're, we're gonna have Brian on from End of the Bench podcast uh, in about an hour, right after we take the hour break. So y'all want to, you know, stay in the chat room and y'all want to stay tuned in for that. Um, I don't know who this is. It just popped up in the chat room. Well, what up to you? But what's going on? Appreciate you. First time we're seeing you. So welcome to the show. And, uh, oh, that homie, that ninja. What's, what's popping, man? man? What's going on, bro? It's, it's been a minute, man. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. So uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so the trade went down. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of funny because at first I was saying to myself, like, like damn, I'm such a prophet. Because, you know, right after the Raptors got swept by Cleveland, I was like, yo, they needed to get on the phone with San Antonio and try to somehow get Kawhi. Now, to me, I wanted them to get rid of Lowry so that they could get Leonard and DeRozan on the same squad. Yeah, but obviously, no way that was gonna happen. It, it, it didn't happen that way. Um, so they sent DeRozan and I can't pronounce the dude's name. It starts with the letter P, but um, I know he was pretty good for them off the bench. Uh, Pulte or something like that. They sent him. Oh, and De- um, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the, the center. Yeah, the center. Yeah, exactly, uh-huh. exactly. So they sent him and DeRozan to San Antonio for Kawhi and Danny Green. Yeah, you know, which was kind which, of a surprise. Uh, I, I, I mean, guess they had to throw him in there. Let's be clear, Danny Green ain't. You know, Danny Green ain't 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, okay, like you know, what we what we what we looking forward to for Danny Green? You know what I'm saying? Like you could you could throw that piece three pointers, in. yeah, three pointers. Really, even though his percentage hasn't been what it it's, was well, like during I mean, that postseason run in 2013, I think it I, was. I guess if I'm. I, I guess based on I, I think based on what we thought he was going to be coming out of North Carolina, he clearly wasn't that. Mm-hmm. And you know, we kind of just and uh, you know when they was winning championships, you know, I can remember uh, him being sat down in games because he wasn't. You know, him and Popovich wasn't necessarily seeing right. eye to eye. And and I also remember the series against the was it the Heat in the finals, the first time they met up, where people was like, "Oh, Danny Green." This dude might be an MVP. I mean, candidate for to win Finals MVP. Yeah, because he was knocking down all them threes and stuff, and nobody else on the Spurs was really that really kind of stood out there. So, you know, that happened, and then the series against the Rockets, not this past postseason, but the previous year, when he took him out in six, and Danny Green was like he was passing he was taking it to the rack i'm like yeah. i'm like i ain't never seen you do this before like where, where did this come from and that might have been the last you seen of it oh yeah it, yeah. it definitely is yeah. i mean t- but to me danny green is he's a better shooter than a, he is a, anybody a, else a solid a solid defender I, I, I mean not a great not a just not great not poor but a solid defender right and he, he'll spot up for you right uh in the chat so um miss thing here says her name is angela so welcome angela absolutely she said that's a russian name so okay that's what's up that's what's up appreciate you can i go off the rails for a second is is that does that mean angela in russia i I think in russian that means angela that's that's what i'm assuming here that's what i'm assuming here so and you're uh, not a troll all right well we'll we'll see we'll be the judge of that we'll see (laughs) and you got a bunch of trolls in the chat with you too so. so You know, have fun, have fun at it. And uh, here's the first troll, my homie, that ninja. He says, so you're saying that Danny Green is Kevin Love? No. Yeah, we're we're, we're not saying that. How could he ever be? How could Danny Green ever been? Danny Green doesn't doesn't get double doubles. Danny Green has... Had, do I has he started before? Danny Green? Yeah, he started before. I don't even remember. Like, it's been so long ago. Let's be clear. I didn't realize he was still playing basketball. Mm. I ain't saying he wasn't. I can see, I can see that. Yeah, I, but, I, can, yeah. I can understand. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm, but, I but mean, I, the Spurs I haven't been the Spurs yeah, right. lately either. Yeah. You know, so I can understand that. But, no, um, Danny Green would start at the two, and Ginobili would come off the bench. Yeah. So, but that, but that's what their lineup yeah. was. Man. That's what the lineup was, you know. Yeah. But it, I, I say again, Danny Green is an excellent shooter. Um, all the other skills that he has is, you know, somewhat compromised. But Tor- for Toronto, I don't see that being a bad thing because I think it gives them something that they probably didn't have in the, is, in the last Danny few years. Green, is Danny Green the knockdown shooter that you – he's not that knockdown shooter. You're probably not going to get 2013 Danny Green. But, right. I mean, who else on that team? I mean, I know Van Vliet is pretty good. Um, couple of those other guys, I mean, but CJ Miles comes in. CJ Miles, yeah, and <laughs> comes in when he plays. Yeah, every now and, and then, so CJ Miles does his thing. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, I mean, it ain't gonna hurt the Raptors if for certain Danny Green's there. It's 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 not gonna hurt. For certain, but this ain't this ain't a bad. It's dude. depth. Yeah, it's depth. 
you know. Yeah. So the so the question's gonna be now we talked about the Celtics, the Sixers, and even I'm a little iffy with the Sixers in the East with their you know, with their roster shake up. Um Toronto a top four team in the East with Kawhi Leonard? Uh I mean I, I guess. <laughs> See here's the thing. You know I had an interesting conversation um the other day. Mm-hmm. And Guards in the East, who's better than Kyle Lowry as much as I don't like Kyle Lowry? Kyrie, John Wall. Kyrie, John Wall, Kimba Walker. Kimba, thank, um, thank you. Because the, the, <laughs> the dude at my job was like, there's no way Kimba Walker's better than Kyle Lowry. I'm saying, do you Whoa. watch basketball? Whoa, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> He was like, nah, Kyle Lowry. I mean, like, he was like adamant that that Kimba Walker. Need to, he, need to, he need to call in to the show so yeah. he can get roasted. But yeah. uh, but yeah, no, Kimba Walker's better Kimba than Walker, Kyle Lowry. Right. Um, you said John Wall, Kyrie. Um, it's, it's, ben, it's, I guess do I, do I have to say Ben Simmons because he's the point for the Sixers? That was enough. That's another person I brought up, and he was like, "Well, you know, he ain't no point." I'm like, "Well." He he I, plays the point for he, them. Yeah, <laughs> he brings the ball up the floor. Yeah, like he plays point eighty percent of the time. Yeah, like he plays point. So so uh, I have to put him in that category. So yes. So he's like number five. Kyle Lowry, the number five point guard in the East. Um, I would. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's better than Dragic out in Miami. See, I didn't know about that. I, I said Dragic as well. I was like, I don't know if Lowry, at this point. It might be close. At this stage of the game, I'm not sure that Lowry's better than Dragic. I think the gap is so small yeah. between the two. I'll I mean, say, I'll say I, that. I guess I, if I had to, if I had to give the edge, I, I would give the edge to Lowry off of off of history, like who he, you know, right rapport, you know, surely respect, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ain't playing that much better ball than than Dragic is right now. There's no way. Would you take Lowry over Reggie Jackson up in Detroit? Um, I, I haven't seen enough Reggie Jackson. I would. Yeah. So yeah, I would. I I take him over. I Reggie haven't Jackson. seen enough Reggie Jackson. Um, who ran the point for uh, the Pacers? Darren Collison. Darren Collison. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's better than Darren, Darren Collison. Collison. Now. If this rookie gets to start Holiday for the Pacers, and you know people have said he's pretty good, he was I'm not that good in college. Not, not that's what people said. I haven't yeah, seen him. I'm not I on him until I see him. Yeah, I haven't seen him, but that's what people say it, that he's that he's he was good in college. So I mean, I, so was Trey Young. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, but I if, don't think Trey Young is going to. I don't think Trey Young is going to be all that good. And 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 uh, we'll see. Yeah, obviously. We, we 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 shall see. But yeah, I think Lowry's better than what they got in Atlanta for sure. Um better than what the Knicks got at point guard. Um am I missing somebody? The Nets better than uh that's this is an interesting Russell? No, um Spencer Dinwiddie. Is is he and I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen enough of Spencer yeah, Dinwiddie. But I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to reach because I, I, I didn't mean to make that mm-hmm. uh, long conversation. But right, that, I, I said I asked that and said all that to say um, that I guess there are t- the Raptors are a top four team, but I think it's because well, let's 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 do this mm-hmm. for me, Boston, and this is all on this is just on paper and mm-hmm. what they did last year, Boston Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm skeptical on the Wizards now. 
I know I I know I, I know I had to cave in yeah, the I, other week, but look, I, I, now I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical right now, but uh, go ahead. Uh, um, okay, we'll just consider those. Yeah, I know I, I couldn't. That ninja, I'm, come on, man! I can't. I'm trying uh, to concentrate right now. That's why you that ninja, man. I'm trying to concentrate right now here, bro. You can't. That's why you. That's like that's, that in the chat room. that's why you that ninja, man. Now we 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 gonna talk about Melo in a second, but but go go with the teams oh, in the shit, East. I can't concentrate right now. But you said Boston, the Wizards. You still got Philly in there. I'm skeptical about the changes. Is Philly going to be better than the Raptors? Raptors um, got rid of DeRozan, gained Kyle, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, new coach. I mean, kind of yeah, and that's the maybe the question is: yeah, you got a new coach in there, and I, you don't know how this thing's going to work out. Like this, I'm still not sold on Kawhi Leonard from the standpoint: um, is he the best two way player in the game? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, is and I think I know where you're going with this because I kind of had this thought, but even though I don't believe it myself, and I guess we have to see mm-hmm. what happens here because we've known the Spurs as an organization that has this system. And is we, he and we, going? And, to, and, he, and do, we, he, do he got the dog to take over a game in the playoffs? And we gotta talk, and because every time we bring up Tony Parker, it's oh, without the Spurs. Yeah. Tony Parker elsewhere might not be good. Without yeah. the Spurs, Manu Ginobili yeah. might not be good elsewhere. Yeah. Maybe we have to find out with Kawhi Leonard. Now, yeah. I believe he is. I I believe he's going to make Toronto a top four team in the East. Do you think he's? Do you think when it really matters, he's going to be any better than Demar Derozan? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and, and that's what I'm bored. That, and, and that's what it remains. That's what it remains be to be clear, seen. I think Kawhi Leonard is a better player than DeMar DeRozan. I, that's, I that's, agree. Let's be clear. With I agree with I that. I believe that. I think he but, can defend better than DeRozan. But, but the issue is, is that are you going to be able to defend and mm-hmm. ball when it's time when when points are needed? When it's right. time for you to take over a game? Mm-hmm. When you know you you up you up three? Yep. <laughs> And yeah, no, nah, I hear you, man. I, I hear you. when I And like I said, I, I believe he can do that. But I don't have a problem if anyone says, I got to see him away from the Spurs. And that's what I'm, I don't have a problem with, with anybody saying see. that. I got to see. It. Because we've said that for quite a few players that, you know, come in and out of the Spurs system, per se. Yeah, so, I got to see. That's, that, that's where I'm at. I got to see. So what does... DeMar DeRozan make the Spurs in terms of the Western Conference. I think he's buried as far as like All Star teams and all that stuff. You think he's, so? I, I think he's buried. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's, he's he's buried. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> he is buried, my dude. Well, at at the three, at the, or the two. The two. Harden. Um, Harden. Right, Harden right, is so your starting. So he won't start. He won't start. I mean, I could see him making the. Reserve team. Okay, yeah. I can see him making a yeah. reserve, but yeah. I mean, it's he might be number fourteen or number fifteen. I mean, that's how loaded the conference is with you know stars and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Donovan Mitchell didn't even make the team last year, and he's rookie of the year, and the dude was playing like he was a veteran in the playoffs. So, yeah, you know, some people might pick him over DeRozan, mm-hmm. you know, for two guard. Yeah, yeah, I, I look. I tell you what, um, DeMar DeRozan, I, 
Ali, strangely enough, I think he's going to like being in San Antonio. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, like Toronto, it's a, I don't want to say a, it's a basketball town in the sense that they love the Spurs, not in the sense, I don't know how, you know, how, you know. It's the only team yeah, in town. Yeah. You they know? love the Spurs. Yep. Um, it's not a big media circus show, nope. kind of similar to Toronto. Right. He's going to allow it, his, his like blue collar game, he's going to just be allowed to continue doing that. Oh yeah! And now you got a coach who's you got a you got a the best coach in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not to see you didn't you didn't you had good coaching in Toronto. Yeah, good. Now, yeah, you had good coaching now in Toronto. You got championship. You have a coach with a championship pedigree. Championship. And Casey has a ring as an assistant with Dallas. But okay, not yeah, as a head, not as a head yeah, guy. That, What's that? We're not counting that. You don't, bro. you don't yeah, count. You don't no, want to count that. I'm talking about Greg Popovich, <laughs> who got rings on rings, and then you know, sure, did no it. doubt, yeah, no doubt. You know, like with respect to Dwayne Casey, this is no the doubt. Whole, this is something else, no doubt. Yeah, and you got, and you got, I would say a much better front court than you had in Toronto. I mean, yeah, Aldridge is yeah. pretty good, I think, in the, in the front court for them. Um, Gasol, that was a name that kept coming up when they were trying to put this trade together. Yeah, and, and it never, I guess, I, they never put him in the yeah. package to go over there. So Gasol is still there. And then you got, you know, the young guys, Murray, Kyle Anderson is still Anderson, there. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, oh, 42-year-old Ginobili still there. Like, is this dude going to quit? That nigga 42? He forty two, man. He that old? Yes. Damn. Yes. God bless him. Hey, look, if they gonna keep on paying him, and I mean, yeah, obviously he ain't the same dude, but no, look, it's not. He's far from it. Yeah, but hey, look, man, he's far from it. Collecting a check. Get your get your paper, man. Yeah, I, I guess. Get your paper. I man. guess. But we talked about this a while back. If he hits the market, who's picking up Manu Ginobili at this point? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody picking them up. The Hornets, <laughs> <laughs> right? Look, dude, look. I don't, yeah, man. I don't, Reunite them, And next thing you know, they'll be starting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> starting over Nicholas Batum and, and fucking Kimball. And, and Kimble. Uh, <laughs> hell no, yo. I swear, yo. Uh, I, I, I know, swear man. to God. God bless Michael Jordan, man. I swear to God, yo. Nah, nah, <laughs> but oh, yeah, seriously. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't know he was that old. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, man. I mean, I knew he was old, but... Yeah, that dude, dude's a good 42, man. <sighs> hey, well, I want to say what's up to um, 334 Bama Boy. What up, man? Uh, he's got in parentheses, pay Julio. I guess that's something we could get into a little later. Uh, Laffy T, what's going on? What up, what up? See you here in the chat. Uh, we just want to address Ninja here. He says, isn't the issue that the Raptors got rid of the coach that they need in order to excel before getting these players? Well, we don't know about Nick Nurse. Let's give Nick Nurse a shot to see what he's capable of doing. Well, my issue, my issue, if if, if I'm being honest with y'all, and and you know anybody who pays attention to what I say, mm-hmm. my issue wasn't with Dwayne Casey. My issue was with Demar Derozan. With Rosen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my issue was Demar Derozan, and I said very, I said it, I've said it on several occasions that Demar Derozan is going to end up costing Dwayne Casey his job, right? Because he don't got no dog, right. and that you know ain't no sideways about it. Dwayne Demar Derozan don't got no dog, and, and that's going. It seems, 
I mean, you could, y'all could y'all could tell me, and the, the news reporters could tell me that it was something different as to why they felt like they needed to part ways. But the way I see it is, is that Demar Derozan didn't show up in critical moments, and <laughs> you and got benched for an entire fourth quarter. And that's a shame about it because that's one of the lasting visions that you have of him in a Toronto jersey. And he's been like kind of the face of the franchise the last almost, you know, eight, nine years, you know, yeah, being drafted I, by him. I, yeah, so I, got a, I got a problem, man. That's that's not good. When that's the last, like last, the last but moment. But I think he'll be fine, though. Yeah, but yeah. With all that good. said, I think he'll be he'll, fine. He'll be I just don't think that um, he got no dog in him, and I think that, and I think the fact that he don't got no dog in him caused Dwayne Casey his job. They thought they had a guy who could ascend to being maybe mm-hmm. a top five player in the game, right? And these moments were presented to him where if he could just, yeah, you can't, you can't pass the ball to Van Vliet with a bad shoulder. To yeah. try to go for a tying or a game winning shot, you, you, when you, you the can't best do that. Player in the game. Yeah, I mean, in, on the team, I mean, you can't do that. If you got two defenders, you, you got to try to you fight got, through that. Got, try to get a foul or something. Even if it's not the best, and I keep saying this, it's something about making a play happen when it's not the best basketball play that just gets you stuck out here. That just gets you highlights. You we got a saying? call. Call it. What up? What's popping? What's going on? What's up? What's up, man? This is that ninja. What up, that ninja? Oh, what's up, man? First time calling in. Yeah, man, I can't, can't call it, man. Uh, just, just, just enjoying the show, man. Uh, generally speaking, man, I listen to y'all cast after the fact. I don't necessarily get to catch all the live shows. A lot of times I'm busy. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey, I had, a, I had a quick NBA call, man, since we were on this subject. Can y'all hear me okay? Yes, yep. sir. Yes, we can. Okay, okay. Now, this, is, this is my thought as I just watch the way the NBA works and this kind of bottom line thing that I keep hearing about, you know, like this team is going as far as they can go and it's time to break it up. I constantly hear that. Quite frankly, I only hear it mainly when it's a black coach. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I think people's memory, memory is really short. Do you remember, I, I know, I think y'all sound like y'all are, you know, true basketball fans. Do you remember the 80s, watching the progression, um, Boston, Detroit, Chicago, the Lakers, you know, uh, Philadelphia yep. battling around in the East. Yep, yep. I submit to y'all that with today's attitude and mentality and the, the narrative pushed out by the media, that if it was the same being as it is now, that you would have never seen Detroit get to stay together and eventually become champions because that team would have got broken the fuck up. They would have said, um, God, I, my, my, man, how am I forgetting his name? Was it Chuck Daly? Yeah, Chuck like, Daly, yep. Man, they would have fired fucking Chuck Daly and said he can't win the big day. That, that's how silly I think this is, is gotten now with the lack of patience. Mm. Some, everybody doesn't get to win a damn title. Sometimes you progress, come back next year and try it again. Mm-hmm. I, I think this whole let's blow the whole thing up as if that's the only option. I think people have really gone in the left field with that shit. They're forgetting about, you know, Detroit struggling every year and then finally getting over that hump. Mm-hmm. Chicago just struggling every year and finally getting over that fucking hump. It's yeah. just natural progression. And everybody has this microwave now attitude to where two or three times. Well, I'll be honest with you. Let's, let's, let's do this for example. Um, yep. Toronto, everybody was saying they couldn't get past Cleveland the way in case he has to go. But nobody's saying about Boston. They got their ass knocked out by Cleveland every fucking year. But you know what? Hey Ninja. Hey Ninja. I think you make a great point because I was I was having this argument with somebody in a in a, in a chat group on Facebook the other day, and I remember yeah. when right after the Raptors got swept, 
Everybody was talking about, oh, LeBron owns Toronto, he owns the Rosen, he owns the Raptors. Yeah, he also owns the Celtics, too. He also owns yes. the Indiana Pacers, he too. He owns the Eastern Conference. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. we, we can make fun of Toronto, but <laughs> the other teams in the East have been owned by him, too. Yes, yes, basically. And that's, I guess that's my main thing is from the outside looking in, it appears that whoever the media wants to highlight, everybody's just jumped on. And I, that I find kind of silly. But I think, I think if these teams were allowed to, allowed to stay together and just progress from year to year, it would be no different than what we saw in the 80s. It's just now with this instant win-now attitude, everybody mm-hmm. thinks, okay, it's been a couple of years, we haven't won a championship, let's blow the entire damn thing up. And I think that's silly because you're starting over. Yeah, I, I just think it's kind. Of, I think it's kind of silly. Hey, one y'all y'all aren't talking about this necessarily, but one quick thought on like the free agency thing and everything I'm seeing with free agents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I applaud it. I, I love the fact that guys are doing what they want to do, and I'll tell you why. And I get off the line, man. I enjoy y'all show, by the way. Appreciate um, appreciate that. I um I remember watching Larry Bird in his career laying on the stomach with a bad back. He didn't go out. Didn't get to go out on his own terms. I remember Isaiah Thomas. One day was playing, then his Achilles popped, he was done. Mm-hmm. I remember Dominique was playing, he popped his Achilles, was never the same after that. Mm-hmm. I, I can recall Michael Jordan being fresh off of a title. And at the end of that season, he didn't have any control and any power, and he couldn't keep that team together to try for another one because that's not what the team wanted to do. Right. Having said all that, even Michael Jordan with six titles and being the most popular player in the NBA – couldn't do shit that he wanted to do at the end of his career because he had no power. Mm-hmm. So if you're a young player watching that, why would you then turn around and not take advantage of when you have power? Because you saw them shit on the man that everybody says is the greatest. Yeah, you just won a title. Yeah, you want to keep the team together. But you know what? Organizations win championships, and we're going to blow this shit up. Yeah, so if you're but- LeBron and the rest of these guys, why wouldn't you take advantage of any opportunity you have to go and do what you want to do with your career? Because if you wait too long, You'll be on your back with a, you'll be on your stomach with a bad back. You might pop an Achilles, or you have a GM saying, "Yeah, I know y'all are champions, but I'm gonna break this shit up." Well, here's the catch twenty two about that, man. Because I, I I think okay. I think what you're talking about is true, and and I think LeBron. LeBron and I say maybe even Kevin Durant are the only people that are really you know really taking control of what they want to do as far as um, you know where they want to go and how much money they want to you know they like let's be clear LeBron has been building his team by himself meaning bringing in who he thinks should be bought in he going into the owners offices and saying this who I want this who I want give J.R. Smith a hundred million dollars because that's my man. It's like he's he's getting he was getting the perks and he's going to uh and he's seems it seems like he's going to LA doing the same thing. Um I think the I think that the um the backlash of that is is that I don't know if you've been hearing this amongst uh LA fans, but I've been hearing amongst LA fans that they're not really happy that he, that LeBron is coming here because it doesn't seem like LeBron's coming to win championships for us and for fans and things like that. It seems like he's coming just to do business. Right. And who I don't understand um why somebody would be mad at that, but I do understand if you're a diehard Laker fan that if you don't want nobody that doesn't want to, you know, really want to win championships, he just coming to L.A. because he know what it could do for his son. Right. And, and you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's that real thin line between uh, trying to trying to appease your fan base but trying to 
you know, take care of home that I think people get lost in. It's like, is the game more important than your family? That right. that dynamic. My my response to that, Maestro, to Lakers fans, shut up. Because you haven't been in the playoffs in five years. Mm-hmm. And you're going. And you're going to the playoffs. Even in the loaded Western Conference, yeah. you are going to the playoffs. Yeah. So I would tell those fans to calm down. Not to mention, if you're that upset about your team, why come you're not talking about Luke Walton or whatever another shit that's getting a complete total slide? Mm-hmm. They deserve the job in the first place, if you're asking me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I, mean, I guess my thing, a couple of those things that you said, one, Magic Johnson put that team in putting these moves together, not necessarily LeBron. Two, mm-hmm. if he could do what he wanted to, he would have had Carmelo Anthony in Cleveland. I think people get a little too loose with that whole LeBron game thing. First of all, I think the whole, like, Laker fans, I mean, that sounds kind of random. I mean, a couple of people here on the blog or something, I mean... I think that's sort of a generalization. I, anything sure. negative they can say about LeBron, it seems to me that they're going to do it. I mean, shit, he's given out scholarships. He hasn't got his control, and they say, okay, he doesn't have killer instinct. Let's shit on him for that. He's on Michael Jordan. Let's shit on him for that. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, it's safe to say that they're going to find something negative to say about somebody that you have to damn near dig with a shovel or something back for the first No matter what. No matter what good they yeah, do. No matter what. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I'm interested in seeing this unfold. Quite frankly, I'm a mellow fan, so I'm interested in seeing shit in Houston. Yep. I don't even want to get into it. I let y'all do it all there. I'm not going to get into it. But, you know, um, but, but I feel you, man. I just want to say that a little bit because that's the one thing that always gets me with, yeah. with, that, whole, with that whole thing. If I'm like, oh, I'm like the other side of it, man. It's just, I don't think he just talked about much, man. But, hey, appreciate y'all show, man. Thanks for letting me call in. I'm going to get off y'all answer all the time. Plus, I got to cut my damn grass, man. But I'm going to do what I'm doing, man. Uh, Keep rocking, man. I'm holding, y'all holding All, All right, right man. Yes, the homie that ninja, man. You know you can call in any time, man. Uh, he, he he made some good points, though, but uh, I, I just saw a comment here from Cedric about the Lakers and all that. He said, the, he said those are the Kobe is better than LeBron fans making the most noise. Okay. And I and I did see some stuff Okay, yeah, because I've definitely seen it. It, it. I've seen it to the point where other podcasts that, that are not necessarily sports podcasts are talking about, yeah, you know, People are not happy with LeBron being in LA. It don't seem like he here to win championships. It seem like he here. Yeah, and I think the other part of it is is it's Kobe fans. That's, and and then there's the other narrative that all the Laker greats have rings, and so now the pressure's on LeBron to get a ring because he's a Laker. And it's like I I don't know if the pressure's really on him because look when when Shaq got to LA he had no rings. Mm-hmm. Um, Kareem had one ring with the Bucks back in the day before he got there. You gonna talk but, about it? But, it was on the back end of their careers. But Gary Payton and Karl Malone didn't Co- have none. Either. Didn't have rings. Yeah. Went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe and look. I mean, yeah, Kobe wasn't drafted by the Lakers, but he was traded. He got drafted by the Hornets for a day and yeah, then yeah, went to the Lakers. Lakers yeah. So that doesn't really count. But you, you get where I'm going with this. It, it look, I don't think there's pressure right now. Like I think this year. I think you just play it out. I think you got some good players, and there's a lot of focus on who they bought in. Like, the, like everybody's talking about Rondo and Stevenson. Mike Beasley just signed with them. Uh, McGee. Everybody's talking about them, but they're not focused on who was already there. Kuzma's still there. Mm-hmm. He balled last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no, Julius Randle's not there no more. Um, who's the other cat? Ingram. Ingram Ingram's yeah. there. He balled okay last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, those guys have a ceiling. I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh, come they on. Reach that, so they can improve. I don't sure. know how sure. much, but they can improve. Sure, of course they can improve. Yeah. I don't. Um, yeah, but and I and, and by the way, I agree with you. I, I, I think 
But those are. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm not going back down. Those are glaring. Those are glaring. Outside of Rondo, those are glaring. Like not questionable. Yeah, I even like. Pickups. I'm not even mad at Beasley. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Okay. We got a call coming in. This phone's hot. Call it. What up? What's going on, brother? What's, what's going what's, on? What's popping? It's ABM. Yes, sir. What's going on, what's man? What's going on, my brother? And it's the first Tuesday. I'm not not at the gym playing, man. We got nine thirty games. So I'm able to sit down and catch y'all without being in the car traveling to the gym, brother. My man, what's going on? What's on your mind, Pampy? Hey, man, I just want to jump in on that ninja, man. I almost, I almost fell on the steps, man, hearing that ninja <laughs> talk basketball, man. <laughs> That's my brother, but he usually, he usually don't say nothing but about the Tim Donahue scandal, man, the referee scandal, the betting and stuff. But, man, he was breaking it down, man. He yep. had a valid point. Mm. And my take on the Toronto situation is, and I could be wrong, this is all speculation, I don't think they thought they had a shot in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes when they fired Dwayne Case. Um, I think that was a move where it's easier to move the coach than it is star players. Yep. Um, to break that, you know, make a change with that team. You know, I said on my podcast last week, if they could have thought they were going to get Kawhi, they probably would have kept the Wayne Case mm. with his defensive mindset, getting Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard to go with the rest of those uh, pieces they still maintained in the trade uh, or the, with the trade DeMar DeRozan. Mm. Uh, I do think Toronto needed a change for Dwayne Casey. You know, when he got fired, I knew he would land on his feet, you know, whether he sat out a year and did NBA TV and then went back to the coaching. Right, um, yep. Toronto got swept. We'll say Cleveland, but your Wizards swept uh, Toronto in 2015. Yeah. So they've been swept throughout the last four playoffs. So um, I think that's something that's missed in the narrative. But um, we know it's always easier to move the coach than it is, you know, star players in contract. Right. And, and, and ABM, let me, um, uh, ABM, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just wanted, while we were talking about Toronto, I, I wanted to give Masai Ujiri some credit here because that came out of nowhere. And I know I was kind of, when I, when I said that, when they got swept, I, I was just kind of throwing it out there as a hot take. But the fact that he was able to be in that position and make that move proves to me that he, he's, he's, he's a good GM. He's 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 been good. I mean, even when he was with the Nuggets, putting those teams together, you know, post mellow mm-hmm. he he's had some good teams throughout the stops he's had. So I, I got to give him credit. Yeah, one thing like uh, in in his defense, one of the things that I saw about written about him, a lot of the trades he made with Toronto to this point have been kind of moving around Brian Colangelo's pieces, and this was his one signature move. And I, I think. You know, he did a good job. I mean, it was a bad deal for DeRozan, especially if they talked to him in Vegas and say, hey, man, you're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they, they pull, you know, pull, pull a different move. Um, but like, he, like Kawhi, top five player, you're not going to get many chances to make a trade for a top five That's player. Right. And and let's be real. Let's be real about that, though. And you won 59 games. Yeah, yeah. Hey, ABM, let's be real about that, though. Maybe at the time they had the conversation, maybe that was true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe the Kawhi thing hadn't surfaced at that point. But once it surfaces, it's like, oh, okay, things change. Yeah. And business is business. Money's money. We, we got to make these moves. Yeah. So DeRozan could feel hurt all he wants, but he, he got to know it's a business at some point. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to get this last point in, and I'm going to let you guys uh, get your opinion on it. 
Like mm-hmm. Ninja said, a lot of players back in the day, Isaiah, um, Jordan had a choice. He could have he could have went and played somewhere else, but the Bulls knew at that time he wasn't going to just play for somebody else. You know, he went to the Wizards because he got part, you know, became part ownership in that until mm-hmm. he came back. Um, but now the players have more control. So I'm, you know, if the player wants to have control of trying to keep from being DeMar DeRozan, uh, sign the shorter-term deal. Um, not every player can be LeBron or KD, but they all—all all these All-Star players have that ability to sign, you know, better themselves, so to speak, take mm-hmm. a shorter deal with opt-outs, um, and try to at least control more of their destiny as far as trade, um, playing on competitive teams. So I think it has changed from like the the 80s and 90s with players having more movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, more control, but that's that's the only hammer they have in the game is to try to take shorter contracts uh, with those player options uh, to be able to control their own movement and sort of hold the hammer. Otherwise, you know, the owners are always going to control stuff from management. And, you know, teams want to win. Now he's he's talking about patience, but we know in this day and age everything's hard to win. So yeah, not going to be patient for five years uh, for a team to grow. Like Philadelphia, they were great last year. What if, what if they? Go down to fifty. They stay at fifty wins this year. They really didn't have a significant pickup. You know, Boston's basically picking up two All-Star level players in Kyrie and, and Gordon Hayward for mm-hmm. you know their playoff run if they're healthy. So um, I'm just shocked, man. That Ninja was on, man. I'm, I'm about to download y'all episode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Kids, tell your homeboys he was on too, man. I have proof, man. Hey, oh. man, y'all got a great show. Hey, uh, make sure y'all put the information in from the brother from Chicago, man, because I grew up in Chicago, so I want to try to share the show. Okay. Uh, once he comes on in the next hour, so people after the show. Okay, after, yeah, hey, definitely. Hey, man, hey, man, before we let you go, man, you want to plug your show? Yeah, man, Posted in the Paint, coming Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Squeaker. Uh, I got a former NBA player that uh, took the free agent route to the NBA. And uh, talk to you guys about uh, how he stayed in the NBA for 10 years, brother from Chicago area. So I have a flyer going out later tonight so you know his name and everything. But uh, looking forward to it. All right, that's All right man. Appreciate you, bro. All right, brother. One love. All, All right, man. man. Peace, man. It's homie ABM right there. But I would, um, to his point about players having more control, and we throw we throw the two names out there, Durant and LeBron. And it's not LeBron. just them two. It's, it's not just yeah, them two. Like, they, they're like the high-profile guys that do they've it. Just, they've just done it recently. I yeah. would throw Kyrie on that list mm-hmm. also. Kyrie, Anthony Davis is another one that can do that. Yep. Um, I would imagine that uh, DeMarcus Cousins after this year is going to yep. be able to do Kawhi. it. I mean, yeah, Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. A lot of people, um, is there, there's, there are players in the top, let's say, 20 that just have that, they have that right. I mean, really, really, um, I think a lot of, I think it's interesting, a lot of bench players, like six-man-worthy candidates would have that. I would imagine mm-hmm. they would, a lot of them would have that option. So I think Lou Williams kind of yeah, had that yeah, a little you know, bit, too. Yeah, yeah. Jamal Crawford might be able to do things like that, so he got yep. that time to, you know, Possibly win six man or be in that running, and then now you could re up every year. And when yeah. Ray Allen was on the back nine of his career, right. he had that opportunity right. to go to the Heat, and we know so how that then, ended. So maybe really all around, if you if you playing good ball or you or you playing your role where you know whatever your role is, well on, right. on a team, if you playing that role well, you, you gotta. You got a good shot oh, at yeah. making it happen, yeah. You, you got a shot. You got a good shot at, you know, controlling your destiny, man. I mean. As long as when you age and you don't do a lot of, like, training camp, 
because it's kind of similar to football. Like the older you get, the less you practice. Yeah. And I think Ray Allen did that like the last couple of years of his career. He just pretty much said, "Hey, I'm not gonna." practice any but you know if you want to sign me you need a knockdown shooter i'm you i'm your dude yeah. so you know that that kind of works as well Let, let's get to the mellow trade and uh the homie jelani just popped up in here from the wait a minute show what that, man? uh every wednesday on spreaker.com there so uh jelani was good man appreciate you um so the the mellow trade to the hawks for dennis schroeder and uh, Mus- was it uh, yeah, Muscala? Oh, Muscala. Mike Mus. Yeah, I think Muscala. It's Muscala. I was about to say Mustak. I'm thinking about the baseball player. I'm thinking about the Orioles pitchers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, word. So, um, well, my, my my first thoughts about it when it, when it first happened was okay. I th- I thought I thought they were working out. They being the Thunder to just wave them and just you know yeah, buy them out. Yeah, I thought they was gonna buy them out. So when the trade happened and I found out who was in the deal, I really kind of like this for the Thunder. And here's why. Dennis Schroeder for the Hawks has been a pretty good player for Mm -hmm. them, you know, Mm -hmm. running a point guard position. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a guy, and obviously he's going to be on the bench for the Thunder. Right. I think he's a guy that when Westbrook's on the bench – and you need a guy that can steadily run the offense mm-hmm. while he's on the bench. Dennis Schroeder, I think, can do that for the Thunder. Absolutely, I even think that there there, there can be uh, there's a possibility for him to run for Westbrook to run the two now mm-hmm. because you got a guy who's not necessarily looking to score like a Russell Westbrook. Right, you put him at the one in certain sets and that you know Westbrook. Oh, they could be yeah, right, be on the floor at the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah. right that that right. could that could work as yeah, well too. Right, that could definitely. So uh, again, Sam Presti and look, we won't get into the talk. Thunder got a top five offense. I mean, office front office. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, we, uh, we, we've, we've we, had that debate already. We agree, we agree, just for different just different reasons. reasons. Yeah, but agree. once again, these guys they they make moves. They also save money mm-hmm. in the process, so they don't got to pay Mello all that ridiculous amount of money. So now he's in Houston on a two point five million dollar, you know, veterans minimum. And man, the fall from grace as far as the money's concerned. Not so much the the style of play because I, I think well, I think he can he I think he's going to duplicate what he did in Oklahoma City and that's not saying much because I think the drop off was from when he got traded from the Knicks to the Thunder I think that's where the precipitous drop off took place yeah you know so I, I think he's going to do the same thing here in Houston I think the big question is going to be from a defensive standpoint can he replace Trevor Ariza, as far as that no, part of the ball, but concerned. I don't think I don't think that's going to be oddly enough. I think if I'm not mistaken, Carmelo averaged twelve last year points a game. I know it was low. It wasn't twenty. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, about sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think he'll probably do about that. I mean, I, I yeah. think, but I. I don't think they're going to be using him so much. I don't think he's going to be super effective in that three realm. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be more effective in that uh, small ball game when he moves up to the four or even the five, yep. like what P.J. Tucker was doing last year in the playoffs. I think that's when Carmelo Anthony will probably be the most efficient when they run a small ball and he could just spot up at the right. spot up at the four or five. Mm-hmm. I think that's when he, he – I think – and then maybe when Harden's on the bench, maybe. Um, maybe, but because if he, 
one thing I one thing I do believe is that if if anybody could get him to pass a little bit more and share the ball and you know play more of a team oriented game is Chris Paul. That's true. And um, that's true. I, I, I sit here and think about um, that um, that Olympic run when he was. <laughs> he was, oh, he was dominating, yeah, man. Like, he was he was yeah. dominant. <laughs> so I I think this is a good move for Carmelo Anthony if he got anything left in the tank. If he got if if he emphatically knows that he was a product, he was in a bad in a system that didn't work for him last year. Yep. Which I said, by the way, um that that, that thunder wasn't really going to work for him. Mm-hmm. Um if that's the case, then I, I think they're fine. I, I think he's fine. He'll do like 16, 16 a game, and mm-hmm. if he can get you seven rebounds with that, hey, hey, you know, hey, and and a couple, you know, just a couple of clutch moments. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple of moments. When, he can give that. Yeah, he ain't you know scared. Yeah, he, he ain't right. scared. He, he, he ain't got no problem shooting the rock. So, um, I like the move. I, I think, I think, you know, it should have happened. <laughs> Last year, but I mean, okay, right. You know, never. He, you're saying he should have never went to the Thunder, right? Okay, right. Okay, no, nah, that I, I respect. I respect that. That make make makes. I mean, that, sense. I don't know how how possible it was last year. I'm just saying that in a perfect world, he would have left the Knicks and went to Houston mm-hmm. with Chris Paul and yeah. James Harden. Okay, eh. I mean, I I think it'll work out. I don't think it can be worse. I can't see it getting worse. Now they're gonna give up some points. Well, I tell you what, if it gets worse, it if it gets worse for Houston, it'll be because um, I, I ain't gonna sit here blaming him solely on Carmelo Anthony this early in the game, but it it had been it had been it had been because he not playing he not for like playing team ball basically. It'd be like that. I have a lot to do with it. I think. Hmm. If they take a drop, because I don't let, let, let's be clear, Houston ain't playing no fire defense. Let's be let, like like are we are we? I think they were they were sort of fire last year. They were sort of fire last I, year. I, I think they were sort of fire last year on defense. Good? You think their defense was good because of their offense, or you think they were just solidly playing good defense? I think um, when when I think of the Rockets' defense, I think of Trevor Ariza, PJ Tucker. Clint Capella blocking, you know, the paint. I think of those guys. I'm. We know Harden ain't gonna defend anybody. We know that Chris Paul on some occasions did, but we I know he's slowing down. I don't think. I don't think. But I, I think it's most. It's mostly the front court guys that have, you know, set the tone on defense for the I Rockets. I think they play. I think they're. I think you know the whole uh, good. You know, I forget the saying on X Men. I just watched X Men the other day, but you know. Uh, a good a good defense starts with a strong offense. I think is what the saying was, but I think uh-huh. I think that it had a lot to do with their offense as to why their defense was was you know decent. Yeah, because they made teams play from behind pretty much. Yeah, you know, and the, the and the three point shot was popping until yeah. game seven, hey. which was ridiculously like unreal. Hey man, that that was unreal, dude. You know, um. Oh my God! Here Big L, what's up, man? Here. What up? What up, Big L? Hey, you want to stay around? Uh, we got a homie from Chicago coming on uh, right after the break here, so you know I know you're a big time Bears fan and all that, and we feel sorry for you. By the way, yeah, we feel sorry for we you. So so sorry for you. So sorry. Um, can we get um Darrell Revis's uh, retirement out of the way? Well, first and foremost, uh. 
Hall of Fame career. Easy. No question. Yeah, I, yeah. Hall of Fame career. Um, One of the best of this generation, yeah. or the best, I would say. This I, generation. Of this generation. The best cornerback from his... When was... He had an era, because let's be clear. There was obviously a time where, where Richard Sherman passed him and yep. Peterson passed him, but... There was a, obviously Revis Island. Revis Island was from, about a good seven-year stretch yeah. right before Sherman came on the scene yeah. and kind of took over. And so, But here's one thing I'll, I'll respect about Darrell Revis. He was always in the news over contract disputes. Trying to get his bag. Trying to get his bag. Yep. And he got it. And he got it. <laughs> you know, we talk, it. we talk about players in the NBA yeah. trying to set their own right. thing. Darrell Revis is one of them guys that made it happen. He, yes. When he played, he proved himself, and he made, and he got paid for his, for his value. Got his value. Yes, he did. So, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yes, yeah. He, he he did that. I mean, I think if he could do his Hall of Fame speech whenever that time comes, I think there should be some sort of mention of, yeah, you know, I, got my I was bag. able to, you know. I'm getting, I was getting my bag. And, I mean, I don't, he don't seem, what, he's 32? 33. 33, maybe 33, yeah, 34. Yeah. yeah, man. And he got out. Yep, he got his bag. Eleven got years, his, is, got his ring. Yep, got his ring. Got his ring. Got out. Eleven years for corner is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, yeah. when when you think about it, you know, a lot of a lot of memorable interceptions. I remember the one uh, against Romo in the uh, season opener against uh, Dallas. Um, he was guarding uh, Dez, Dez, I think. Mm-hmm. He was guarding Dez. So uh, he had that one year. Well, he went up against like the elite of the elite, and nobody and was he, eating. Yeah, nobody was eating. Yeah, yeah. That I, one year, mm-hmm. man, and it was like it seemed like it was week by week. He week, was, it was yeah. week by week. It yeah. was Andre he Johnson. He was, shut yeah. down Steve mm-hmm. Smith. Yeah, um, Randy Moss mm-hmm. when he was with the Patriots. Yeah, you know, a long list of guys, and he just said, "Nah, you you not gonna beat me." So, you know, shouts out to Darrell Revis, man. Excellent. Uh, Hall of Fame career in the NFL. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chief Rocker says, it sounds like Maestro did not watch no other team outside of them bitch-ass <laughs> wizards. You mad, my br- you mad, my dude? <laughs> you mad? I, I I am skeptical about them, but I'm, I'm not going to get so much into that. Um, hey, rest in peace to uh, Tony Sperano. Yeah, yeah, that uh, caught me off guard. Caught I mean, me, yeah, 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 caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, two things I'll remember about Tony Sperano. Um, the year he was first hired with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. uh, the Wildcat year. Yeah. Uh, the game against New England in New England where they broke it out. Ronnie Brown just ran rough shot mm-hmm. over the guys. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I, I thought that that was his way. And look, Ronnie Brown was one of the, you know, better backs then. Yeah. Um, but, I, I think that was like the mark of, you know, Tony Sperano kind of taking over that team, you know, moving forward. And the other moment I remember, and I don't remember if this was one of those football life episodes with Bill Belichick mm-hmm. on it, but I was watching it one day and they highlighted him covering the, oh, I think it was the 09 season. It was a season after Brady came back from the Funny. injury. Yeah. And it was a game against the Dolphins. They were looking at film, and they're all in the locker room, the Patriots, that is. 
and Belichick showed them a video of Tony Sperano and the Dolphins in their locker room prior to the game the next day saying, hey, look, you know, the division runs through us. And Sperano was really, he was talking yeah. that ish. Like, yeah. he was like, yo, yeah. like, we, we don't fear these dudes. Yeah. Like, they got to come through us now because yeah. the Dolphins have won the division, won the division. Yeah. that, you know, the year prior. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the Patriots spanked them. <laughs> the next day so yeah. but i i kind of remember that you know about sperano you know, once i heard the you know the passing you know of him the other day so i didn't know he was with the vikings that was the one thing that That's caught me off that guard was his last stop that was his last stop uh, i didn't know he know you know he what was he offensive line coach i didn't know, I didn't know. so you're telling me something i didn't know yeah he, he he was with the vikings and he was coaching the offensive line mm. I, I had no idea but before that i know he was in oakland in a you know one of the position coaches and then prior to that was you know the dolphins head coaching oh, yeah, job right, right, so right. you know well, rest in peace condolences to the family for certain yep for yep. certain angry black man says coach Perano went to the hospital on friday with chest pains and hospital um released him while getting ready for church his family realized he was unconscious and not responsive so yeah i, I read that it was something to do with the heart and I guess he had heart failure, and you know that was it. So yeah, you know, shouts out to the family, man. Sir, uh, for certain, rest in rest in peace to the homie. But uh, on brighter news, though, uh, Jalen Rose and Molly Q tied the knot. Yeah, man. Over the weekend, that ca- that caught me off guard. I was like, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, I start I, when I saw. I, I noticed not for nothing. I was, you know, just scrolling and mm-hmm. and I seen her in the white dress, and I was like, hmm, she looked like she looked glowed up, like 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 kind of like more right. than it was. So, it was her by herself, right? Yeah, in the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm like, yep. hmm, that's all right. Okay, I, you know, you know, and and kept on scrolling and and not for nothing. You know, shortly after I heard the story, I was like, "Oh, okay, nah, that, <laughs> that's where that came from." Yeah, you, know, you know, you jealous, man? Nah, I ain't jealous. Man. <laughs> Shouts out to them. Most well, congratulations to them. I mean, you know, look, I'm after I'm behind. I'm after Cassidy anyway, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah, I'm yeah, after Cassidy anyway. That's, and not you're not after uh, L. Duncan. About say I take L. Duncan as a consolation. You feel me? Yeah, there you go. But she married though. There you go. L. Duncan's married. Yeah. Maria Taylor, I heard, is not married. Yeah, Sean. I know. Come on, man. Not the dark sisters, man. Look, don't start that. <laughs> Come you on, know, man. I, I be, man, I be at, man. You know, a lot of people think that. Like, I just flat out don't like dark skinned women. That's just not the truth. Oh, for real? Yeah, like, people think that about me. Oh. I mean, I, I, I prefer lighter women, but I don't dislike. Like, I, I can name, I could just ring off right now. The Nubian. I can ring off some dark skinned women I like, man. I can ring them off. Like,. Yeah. Don't challenge me. Okay. Okay. Well, the I, sound one, like the, I sound like the racist white dude that say I got black friends and shit. <laughs> Word. Hey, you did. You did have a nice crush on uh, yeah. on the dark skin one yeah. back in the day. Back in the day, man. That was that was my boo. And she right was there. and she was Wakanda forever. And she still look good. You know. She still look good. She live in New York. She still look good. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She live in the city or yeah. Let me see. I think. Oh, okay. so all her pictures be in the city. Right, yeah, right. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, when when yeah. the last time you talked to her? Uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. Um, when I realized I was getting a divorce. Oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> 
Like, girl, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to sign these papers, yo. Yeah, what's what's popping, yo? Like, yeah, what's yeah. good, man? Where you at? You up, you up top? Yeah, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't rock. She ain't give me, she ain't give me no nothing behind that. But yeah, was she was she single at the time? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't oh, okay. care. I don't, oh, oh, okay. I, she would have had to tell me that. I don't, you know. I, you know oh, okay. I, when I shoot, I shoot, my dude. <laughs> you know what you mean? just you shoot the shot. Yeah, I don't ask and no if, questions, uh, I shoot. Then she got to block it. That, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's it. That's that's going to shoot though. That's what's up. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come right back and uh, talk with Brian from the End of the Bench Sports Podcast based out of Chicago. So you want to stay tuned in for that. Uh, the number is 240-532-2718. We'll be right back. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast with your homie, Trey and Maestro. Yes, sir. Every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all about the praise. It's Sunday morning inspiration on Spreaker.com and iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? This is Ben from the BS3 Sports Show. And if you're looking for a different type of show, something different that you haven't heard before, Check out the BS3 Sports Show every Saturday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on 2LiveStewsRadio.com. Great guests, great music. You never know who will be on the show. So check it out, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on 2LiveStewsRadio.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright. You know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and we're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with Two Live Stews Radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. It's your world, girly girl. If you want wisdom, comedy, romance, good music with the down-home Georgia flair, you need to lock in every week. You will be telling your friends and family about your girl, my girl, girly girl, X-Squad Affiliates. All right, y'all, we back in the house, y'all. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Yes, Maestro sir. Styles and Trey Frazier here in the house, yeah. y'all. Uh, live right here on BarbershopSportsTalkPodcast.com. Um, I had the pleasure of bringing this brother out here. His name is Brian. He's uh, from Chi-Town. He's got the end of the bench podcast on blogtalkradio.com had the pleasure of doing his show uh saturday evening mm-hmm. and it was it was fun it was good so i decided you know let's let's have him on for a few minutes and uh talk about his show so we got brian right here on the line uh from the end of the bench podcast brian what's going on man what's good blood how you doing we doing good man it's uh trey frazier here maestro styles here in the house on, Yes, sir. Yes, That's sir. what's up. That's what's up. So, Brian, so first thing I want to, you know, let you talk about is um, talk to the people about your show, End of the Bench Podcast, and, you know, why you started it and, you know, what's your what's your premise, what's your goal for the show? Well, uh, 
well, it's the end of the bench. It's a Chicago-based podcast. It's, it's just a lot of like you guys. I got tired of uh, our, our community being re- misrepresented in main, uh, mainstream media. Every time, you know, it's a half story being told or a story being told from only uh, one perspective. So I started, you know, I've always been a sports fan. I've always been a sports junkie, former college football player. So I just wanted to uh, share my opinions and things of that nature. And I've recently expanded to two days a week, Saturdays before the 9 Central Standard Time and Wednesdays from 7 to 9 Central Standard Time. Whereas one day a week, I expound on what I've seen over the stories of the week, what's going on in the sports world. And one day I traditionally have a, a interview guest. Okay. And they let me know what's going on in their lives and what's going on and, and how they see Sports world. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna just get into it, bro. Um, so Chicago Bears fan? Not at all. Uh, my pops from Oakland, man. I'm a Raiders fan. Okay, I'm a, all right. I'm a Bears fan by default because I was raised in Chicago, but truly, uh, due to my pops, no Bears Perry in our house, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Kind of a bad history of Bears football. Yeah, sounds man. like. Thank. Well, well, first and foremost, man. Let me let me say I appreciate that, man. Because, uh, uh, man, I, I I was going I was going to dread having this conversation about how you feel about the Bears and and they you know where they're going to be at and a Bulls fan. Are you a Bulls fan? Uh, nah, not that easy. Uh, <laughs> hesitating. <laughs> When I was 10, Isaiah Thomas was drafted. Isaiah Thomas and Mark Aguirre are from Chicago. I'm from the same neighborhood they're from. I went to the same high school as Mark Aguirre. One day, we in the hood. They pull up, handing out sneakers and T-shirts. And when the reporters and everything left, they stayed hung out. Yeah. So I'm default, I became, you know, I'm already a fan. And now they treating us like human beings. So I kind of latched on to Isaiah and Mark. And then the rest is history. Wow. I'm out okay. Hey man, we'll take that. So, how do you feel about your Oakland Raiders coming up this uh, football season? Uh, I I am not as optimistic as most Raider fans. I am not impressed at all with, with Mr. Carr he flinches. Mm-hmm. When you blitz, he flinches. You can't. It's only one quarterback since I've been watching football. I've seen it be successful when the pressure comes. That's Tom Brady to Tom Brady. And you guys being from B-more, y'all know what it looks like when when you put the pressure on Tom Brady. That's the that's the only team that's pretty much contained him. Yeah, any team that's got a good pass rush and that's got some good edge rushers is a guy is you know a defense that can pressure the quarterback. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But uh, and let's not forget, you know, we like to wax poetically about Chucky, but Chucky <laughs> went down. Uh, he went down to Tampa. And outside of that initial run, nothing else happened. Yeah. And if you're that great a coach, he's supposed to still be the coach in uh, Tampa if he was that great. Right, right, right. So how do you feel about his second stint with the Raiders? I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I think it'll bring, it'll bring discipline back to the team, and that's exactly what was needed because I wasn't impressed with Del Rio either. But seeing how he does bring discipline and you already have a solid quarterback in place, if they can go ahead and pay Khalil Mack, it could be promising. But I'm not ex- I'm not looking at it the way everybody else is looking at it. Like, oh, my God, Chucky's going to pay today. 
So you ain't nah. feeling you ain't feeling Martavis Bryant, huh? They ain't do it for you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers fan. That's why it's it's funny to me because as much as I didn't want Martavis to go per se, because I liked what he could be. When he when he left, I was like, man, all right, that's cool. Y'all got Juju, so yeah, like, it, I wasn't it mad sense. at it at all. Right. I mean, Brian is decent, but he's. I, I like Crabtree, man. I like Crabtree. Crabtree was tough. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if my cadence is gonna bring that, but I, I like him. But it's like it's not like he's not, he's not a world beater, right? I mean, he ain't crab any day, man. Mm. So, but, are, hey, oh, go ahead. About the bear. You guys off the bear. Uh, now, hold on, hold on. Before you get started, before you get started, I'm just going to warn you. You got a few Chicago Bears fans in the chat room that, um, you know, I'm just just letting you know they got they they optimistic about their their, their Chicago teams. I'm just giving you a precursor. So if the, if you say something, the chat room will respond. And they, and they're also shocked that. You're not a Bears fan being from Chicago and that you're an Oakland Raider fan. But I understand where you're coming I from. It. I get it. Hey, they got to take that out with my pops. <laughs> <laughs> but, Don't want smoke but with pops. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am, well, they're going to be pleasantly surprised with me. I hope, you know, we're going to keep in contact. I am going to step way out on the limb, you know, the shaky part of the limb that if it, if it blows too hard, it's going to break. I predict the Bears will win that division this year. Wow. You said you predict the Bears will win the division? Kirk Cousins is lousy. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. Hold on, hold on. I can't, hold on. I couldn't take that, bro. <laughs> Say that loud and clear for my, for my listeners. Oh, man. Cousins is lousy. Mm. Y'all know. Y'all know better than anybody. Anybody living in B-more, y'all know that Kirk Cousins is not getting it done. And, yeah. when it, I mean, look, look. Between the 20s, he's the man. And the red zone, he's... he's I, that, I give you that. That is a fact. I give you that. That is a fact. I'll say so, this, though. I'm not trust, I'll say this, though. Who take, he's not red zone ready. Okay, I'm I think Cousins has better weapons in Minnesota than he had with has the Redskins. Ever had in Washington, for certain. But it's decision making. This dude, he hits, he hits wide open linebackers and cornerbacks like no other quarterback. I agree. I agree. Mm. Decision making is a questionable trait with nah, Kirk Cousins. Nah, nah, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, bro. I got the Vikings going mm. to the bowl. Not necessarily winning, but I got them going. And I don't trust. I don't trust them. I, I respect like that. I, I can't I argue with you on the twenty to twenty argument because definitely I could understand. Definitely, um, yeah. And look, man, you got some, but I, I, be, I keep it a buck with you. You, we got some, um, we got some Minnesota listeners um, who say that they don't trust them either. So it, it, you're not, you, you're not off. You're not off. You know what I'm saying? But it could be a case for what he's gonna do, man. I mean, uh, hold on, but what about what about what about uh, Aaron Rodgers though? Aaron Rodgers, look, shaky offensive line. Mm-hmm. He got rid of most of his weapons. They got rid of his quarterback coach. Things are in disarray. I think they have a transitional year. He's not happy. He, he now he's starting to complain about his money. Mm. I think the Bears just by default. You know, they got the Andy Reid system in Chicago now, mm-hmm. which which lets you. It focuses on what you do well as a quarterback. Look at the uh, 
Look at Nick Foles. Nick Foles does not great, throw the ball. That's a great he observation. Well, so they th- they just let him throw it deep and very short in the Super Bowl, and that's how they beat the Patriots. Mm. So whatever Mitch Trubisky does well, they're going to focus on that. That defense was very good. As long as Mitch does not blow the game, Bass will be a much better team. I'm, you know, I know my, you know, some people in Chicago they're not gonna be mad at me. I'm not a Bears hater. It's just, hey man, when your pops like the Raiders, you like the Raiders. That's yeah, it. that's a fact. And I'll give the Bears this though; they did give Trubisky some weapons this year. They signed mm-hmm. um, who who they get? Um, not Sammy Watkins. They get who they get? Oh, they got the dude from um, Jacksonville. Robinson, yeah. Jacksonville. Yep. They got a lot of weapons. They got a lot of. Uh, they, you know what? They they copied that Philadelphia Eagles blueprint. Because mm. Mike Nagy's um, was the he, coordinator he from, from Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to the chat room real quick and give you an opportunity to respond. Um, that ninja in the chat room says, actually, Martavis Bryant is a great signing. Problem is Jody Nelson with with. Two years of being injured instead of resigning Michael Crabtree, our leading receiver for the past two years. I take it he's a Raiders fan. And yeah, that ninja is a Raiders fan. Uh, Raiders didn't need discipline. What we needed was offensive line to be steady, which they went last year, and our quarterback to be steady, which he wasn't because he was still recovering from his knee injury. But his knee injury wasn't that severe. It wasn't like he had an ACL. This dude had a broken bone. Mm. So this isn't... He, he's not he's not uh, 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 Wentz. He's not dealing with Wentz dealing with. He wasn't dealing with what Teddy Bridgewater was dealing with. Mm-hmm. He's, he was dealing with a had they made it. Let's say they didn't go to the Super Bowl. He could have potentially played. Yeah. So I, I, I again I think I'm ne- I've never been trusted. Uh, uh, I've never been a good a big fan of Jack Del Rio. Look at all the talent he had down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> didn't do anything. Then you go to Oakland. I really wish they would have signed. I wish they would have signed John Fox as the coach when Bass got Fox. I wish the Ravens would have got Fox. Ravens would be in a totally different situation than wow. last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Del Rio used to play for the Bears back in the day, right? When he was when he was a player, Vikings. Yeah, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, he played for the Vikings. Really? Okay. 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 About say, I ain't know that, brother. Okay, I could be wrong, but okay. All right, so uh, why we got you on here, man? Um, we gonna we gonna knock a couple topics out with uh, with you. You know what I'm saying? So, Jarrell Casey is protesting the flag. He's a, a defensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans. He's a, he's saying that he's taking the fines. He is not. Uh, he's gonna go out onto the field, game one, kneel, take the fines. How you feel about it? commend him for it. The fact that you would find me for exercising my uh, civil rights is a slap in the face. Uh, the NFL is, is continuously slapping us in the face as a community mm-hmm. by doing this. They're only catering to the Trump fans as if people who don't support Trump don't. Look, look 51% of the country did not vote for Donald Trump. That means 51% of the country could potentially be understanding what Colin Kaepernick is saying, and they're only worried about the 49%. Yeah. So I'm starting to, you know, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I was going to keep this to myself. I'm going to go ahead and keep it funky with you. I, I appreciate uh, that. Outside of uh, watching for the pretense of having an intelligent discussion on my show, I'm not watching any NFL football. And I am I'm about 94% towards I never watching the NFL again as, as uh, recreation. Mm. Because at some 
point, our community has to walk away from one of these disrespectful entities permanently. So the message will go through, look, if they, if we disrespect them one more time, they're going to leave us alone. Not, we're going to back off for a little while. It's kind of like an abusive relationship. It's, okay, I'm not going to hit you anymore. And then you, then you come back. No. Yeah. At some point, as a community, we have to say, you know what? We're done. Yeah. And then the next person or, or entity that thinks about disrespecting us, they'll think twice. Mm. Mm. Hey, Brian, um, question for you, though. Um, and I and I'm with you as far as being close to not watching football ever again. Yeah. And the fact that the league continues to slap the black community in the face with the you know the issues, um, mm-hmm. being very ignorant towards the players as far as their stance mm-hmm. on certain social injustice issues and the whole you know Papa John's thing that you know I I, I was one of the guys that said that. We boycotted Papa John's was the reason Papa John's is no longer what they once was. And because he got fired. Because he got, yeah, because the guy got, he quit. And he also had some kind of case against him, you know, kind of similar to the Panthers owner in in a sense. So, um, so here's my, here's my thing, Brian. And I'm cool with Darrell, Darrell Casey is his name, Darrell Casey. Darrell Casey. I'm I'm cool with him taking a stance. I I was one of the guys that said I'm waiting for somebody as we get closer to the start of the season. I'm waiting for those first group of players to come out and say, hey, you know what? We're going to kneel for the anthem anyway, regardless of what the rule states. Right. And for him to be the first one to come out is cool. But don't you think. Seeing somebody like Cam Newton go out there, who is a face of the NFL, to take that kind of stand and to really see the change. Because let's face it, the NFL knows one language, and it's money. It's the dollar-dollar bill. And Mm -hmm. once those pockets get messed with, man... You know, that's when change seems to go around. And I mean, that's I mean, that's really anything. I mean, even with our government here in the country, they're going to respond. Those case, if you get some of the higher profile names, Cam Newton, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, you know, those names that are at the top of their positions. Yeah. If you get those guys to kneel for the anthem and take fines, I think that's a bigger impact. What do you think about that? I totally agree with you, man. We you cannot continue to add Dicky Simpkins, uh, 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 <laughs> Dicky Simpkins, uh, 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 Otto, and uh, um, and uh, uh, um, with the Wizards, yeah, uh, uh, you know, the third, the second guy, and the, with the Knicks or whoever it is. We cannot continue to ask these also rands to stand up for us. We have to have some Cam Newton, some Back Prescott, some Aaron Rodgers. Some some Tom Brady's and yeah. so forth and so on. Yep. That's why I say at some point our community needs to walk away from something. Mm-hmm. You know what we really? You know, I've been put. I've been saying this on my show for at least since the, the United States didn't qualify for the World Cup. We need to start angling our children towards soccer. Mm-hmm. The reason being, look, Reggie Bush is a in, in NFL parlance. He's a very small man. He's six feet. He's two hundred and ten pounds. He's a giant on the soccer field. Imagine mm. Messi running up against Reggie Bush. Oh, he gets sliced in half. <laughs> he gets cut in half. Yeah. So if we start saying, you know what, we don't, we don't need you guys. See, the fact, you know, like I, I look, I always reference Harry Carson. 
Harry Carson was begging to get him an NFL Hall of Fame. And then he just said, you know what? Don't call me. I don't even want it. That year he gets elected. It seems like when when you tell people, oh, you know what? I don't need you then. Oh, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's renegotiate. Yeah. Yeah. And they start bowing down. So we up, open up other options. And they're like, you know what? Our kids can get educations free and make twice twice three times the money guaranteed with this game over here because let's not forget man our community is the epicenter of cool whatever we get behind it blows up in the 70s we were 70s and 80s we were behind uh, uh basketball basketball bro NBA action fantastic now we behind all of a sudden Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham and these guys mm-hmm. and, and Doug Williams get into football. We get behind football. Football the hottest game. Remember, everybody used to love Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball mm-hmm. is the hottest thing in the world. There's no Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan leaves. Football becomes king. Just imagine if we put that same fervor, that same hip-hop essence behind mm-hmm. soccer. It's already a culture that embraces yeah, you know, I look, you know that 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 embraces the excitement of the crowd. Like when you see the world games, man, the crowd, they be boogier than the crowd. Mm. They yeah, they do. That's what we do, y'all. Y'all, man, y'all already know. Yes, I'm sir. To be more, man. I've seen the way y'all get out and boogie, man. Mm. So, yeah, just imagine. Yeah, go I, at a soccer game. Yeah, I'm with you, Brian, as far as the soccer thing. I, I guess my thing is I've tried watching soccer because my, my father-in-law, who's from Haiti, and their thing is soccer in, in the Caribbean, it's hard for me to understand the rules and stuff like the clock and the you know the penalties yeah. and all that stuff. And, and all that just come with watching. Though. Sure, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But it, 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 it takes less interest away from me. What's up? You got kids? You got I do, kids? I do. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I bet you if your four year old start playing soccer, somehow you know the game. That's true. That's a fact. That's that is a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's all I'm saying. We we have to just fight the bullet because no, it's not our get down, man. It's not what we do. Yeah. You know what? All it takes is a parent. Man, your kid could be if your kid get into the cello, you'll be playing classical music around your crib like it's like it's Biggie Small. Yeah, man, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No question about it. My uh, my my four year old knows the words to uh, Ella May's boot up song in the truck because because yeah, my, <laughs> my daughter knows the words to Cardi B. <laughs> that's ill. That's nah, ill that's, right nah, there. Nah, nah, it's just okay. It's not okay. It's just okay. <laughs> it's, for a moment, it's yeah. ill. For a moment, but then you it slaps back to reality. Your kid accidentally saying you can't fuck with me and didn't realize she cussed until I looked at her crazy. Right. Like I smack you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Brian. Um, I'm gonna want to touch on uh, some of the stuff happening with the basketball. Um, do, do you have a favorite NBA team? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bulls. With the Bulls, okay. Bulls. Okay. What What do you think about uh, what they've been doing? I like the, I like the moves the Bulls have made. I think they are they they were tanking last year, which I don't like. But I do believe they, they are going to – I think it's going to be a research in the entire Eastern Conference this year. Well, mm-hmm. up in the next – up and coming years. Because if you look at it, mm-hmm. the, the up-and-coming big-name stars, most of those guys are in the Eastern Conference. Tatum, uh, even if you believe Zach Levine, uh, uh, the Greek freak. Yep. Embiid. Embiid. Simmons. Everybody in the East, man. So – we're looking at a situation, uh, a renaissance period in the East. I think the Bulls are going to be very solid. And I've never bought into that whole uh, 
bromide or other. The West is the superpower. The West got a bunch of names. Yep. That don't mean they have the best teams. At the end of the day, over the last 50 years in the NBA, only 13 teams have won the NBA title. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors, the Lakers, the Bulls, the, uh, the Spurs, the Heat, the Dallas, uh, the Pistons, and, you know, so forth and so on. So it's just, I just, I, if, if, if the West was all powerful, it'll be a revolving door in the Eastern Conference. But for whatever reason, we don't want to embrace that LeBron James is the Michael Jordan of this age or the Dr. J of this age or whatever you want, whichever uh, apex predator you want to assign to him. Mm-hmm. And we want to diminish his his legacy by saying, well, the East is weak. Well, the East won weak when he had to beat Jason Kidd, uh, 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 Vince Carter, and Richard Jefferson. One week when he was going up against Gilbert Arenas. One week when he had to beat the original big three. The one week when he mm-hmm. was battling with the uh, Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's just, I think the Bulls are going to be a, a much better team. Zach Levine. I think Carter, Carter III is nice. I think that's going to be a solid team this year. And let's not forget, um, Hoiberg's rookie year, if the Bulls would have been in the in the West, they would have made the playoffs. How many times can you say the team that missed the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, had they been in the West, they'd have made the playoffs. They had a better record than Portland that year. Mm. Matter of fact, what, what year was that? His his rookie his rookie season. Who um... rookie season. The Portland Trailblazers were the AC and the Bulls had a better record than the Portland Trailblazers that year. Sharon fact checked him. Well, it kind of goes to the point, and and Brian, I I think you have to admit though, when you know you you were touching on the East versus the West in terms of uh, the loaded Western Conference and the amount of superstars that are there, you have to admit there were some years in the East where below five hundred teams was getting into the playoffs. I remember that one Hawks team that was the eight seed mm-hmm. that took the big three Boston to seven games. And we were, we was we were sitting there like, yo, they have no business being taken yeah. to a seventh game. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, well, what I say, what I say, um, is I, I don't so much say. I, I'm not the fan. I'm not a, so much the fan of the West is loaded. I'm a more so of the fan of the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets are loaded, and everybody else, everybody else are just. Good teams. They're, yeah, they're good teams. Yeah. They beat up on the East. Let's put it like that. I During think, the regular season, they beat up on the I East. I think things would be a little bit more leveled if the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets didn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be a crapshoot. Yeah, I think the I think the field goes from like two to three teams that could win a title to maybe eight teams legitimately that could win the NBA title. I think it could well, go for like certain, that. Well, for certain, I think I think that when we say the West is loaded, at least in the past five years, mm-hmm. we're talking about Golden State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as being the representative of the West, yes. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean... Come on, but come on, like those middle, those middle teams, like the Spurs. Mm-hmm. The Spurs are good, but they're beatable. The 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 Pelicans for certain, yep. good but good beatable. but beatable. The Blazers, good. Yeah, you know beatable. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But if you took a if you took a list of the top fifteen players in the NBA right now, I mean, well, not, I won't say right now because LeBron's on the West. But when LeBron was in the East, maybe you could say maybe about four or five years ago, you could legitimately say that twelve out of the fifteen player, the top fifteen players, were in the Western Conference. 
Mm-hmm. You can legitimately say that. Mm-hmm. And and you probably included Blake Griffin in that conversation yeah. too. Yeah, I guess at that point. Man, I don't. But at I that point, at that point, had to, but I don't. At that point, he probably was number fifteen. But um, let's let's um. So I'm just going to tell you, uh, Chief Rocker Jersey Vern says the regular season don't mean shit when the playoffs come around. It's a different ball game, and fuck the Bulls. <laughs> I just feel like you need to get a grasp of of the type of things that people say in this chat room. Now, Brian, I'm gonna let you know oh, something. Yeah, let me let, let me let you know something. I'm I'm a diehard New York Knicks fan. I was born and raised in Brooklyn and Queens. You know, I lived here in Baltimore for about sixteen, seventeen years. Um, Chief Rock of Jersey Vern is a diehard Knicks fan, so. Just to let you know where that came from, he, he's he's one of those guys that remembers. Man, the, that uh, John Stocks ain't never win a championship. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of those he's one of those guys that goes back to uh, Walt Clyde Frazier, um, you know Earl the Pearl Monroe, those guys. But he needs to be mad at the manager for only putting Jared Wilkins and, and, and a washed up. Uh, 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 Doc Rivers and those guys around Patrick because I like the Knicks too. I'm not a Knicks fan, but I used to like the Knicks as well. Mm-hmm. I was always a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to UNF Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Coming up, you damn near thought Georgetown was the HBCU. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> oh really? Cats thought back then they thought Georgetown was the HBCU. Yeah, I mean, see, okay. Now, see, I'm oh, from the, DC. The culture is black. Yeah. The yep. Was black. It was in DC. Everybody on the team. There was no white guys on the team. Yeah. We. Thought it was HBCU, man. You see, I'm from DC, and I grew up where where John Thompson had to had to pull, you know, some of the more famous drug dealers in the area, and be like, "Hey, look, man, Rayful Edmund. You know, we yeah, try and do yeah, something. Yeah. We try and do something over here. Like, yeah. And chill. And for real though, props to John Thompson Senior because he was the only dude. That stood up to Rayful Edmund. Well, I don't, I, nah, he's not. Nah, see, the thing is, I, I don't want to say he the only person that stood up. It, it was some grown man. It, it was some, it was just some grown man shit. Like you yeah, can't, you yeah. can't, you know. We gotta chill. I don't, you, you gotta chill. Bro. But I heard, but I heard niggas was terrified of Rayful Edmund I mean, back in the day. I think most people would be terrified of Rayful Edmonds, but you know, right? But that, for but for John Thompson to yeah, but that, but you know. I don't think because let's be clear, they had a. Rep- a rapport. I mean, they weren't best friends. They right. had a rapport because he was talking to all. He was the, talking to Alonzo Morning. Yeah, you you know, and, yeah, yeah. So they know they know who each, they knew each other. So it wasn't right. like a situation where you know they had to come to blows or had to come to even confrontation. It was more like, hey, on some grown man shit. Right. Like leave my home. This leave my what, players alone. This is what even it is. Leave them alone. Just like it's certain you you. you for you to not fuck up what we got going on, right. we got to move a different, a certain way. Right, and that's that's really what it was. But mm-hmm. um, all that to say is that um, yeah, Georgetown was popping, was popping, and it, and it was going on in my city. So mm-hmm. absolutely, that's like, when the Big East was felt, the Big East, it man. Felt, it, it was different. It was different then, yeah, than it is now. Big East, a different culture back then. Too. Yeah, oh yeah, cause crack was running rampant. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it was a different class of criminal back then because it was the same type of deal in Chicago. You know, um, I, know I don't know if you guys know of a guy by the name of Jeff Ford, a guy named Larry Hoover. I know Larry those Hoover. Guys, mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys control 
the streets from behind bars, and it was a different situation back then. You know, it, it was just so I, I could definitely identify what he's saying. It was a, a, a honor. You know, it was a look. We we doing we doing chaotic things right here. And over here, we trying to build up something. Please don't bring your chaos into my building. Right. You, yep. know, you know. Right. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up. Not necessarily state property stuff. That movie came on last night, uh, by the way. That made me think about that. Uh, get down or lay down. But um, oh, we, we, we got... Tree. What's up? I, 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 Saturday, I, I, uh, I thought about what you said, and I disagree. Me and... For, for a little background on the story, me and Trey mm-hmm. were talking about the Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs situation. Yep. I made the statement of the San Antonio Spurs put the story out. I mean, it was, they, they are the reason that Kawhi's uncle is being looked upon as some deviant or some hanger on. Mm-hmm. And Trey's response was, it's the media's fault. I, after thinking, I, I'm going to stick to my guns, Trey. Mm-hmm. It is the Spurs' fault. Now, me, we, everybody on the, in the conversation understand that the media perpetuates the negative image. Yeah. But you, you, if I give someone in the media a a piece of a story knowing that, that they will only display, you know, p- portray this story in a negative light, it the onus falls upon me for delivering a half-truth. So I'm going to have to continue to say it's the Spurs' fault. Now, you're right. By and large, the media perpetuates that story. They're not giving the story its proper light, and yep. they're not going to put it in the proper context. Yep. But if I know you, Trey, is a liar, and I just give Trey a piece of the story, Trey is going to do what Trey does, which is lie. Mm. I can't be mad at Trey because I know Trey is a liar. Mm. I have to be mad at the person who told Trey because Trey is just doing what Trey does. That's why I have to put the onus on the San Antonio Spurs. So, like, what's the what's the what's the what was the conversation? Well, the conversation was around um, the whole Kawhi Leonard situation with the Spurs. Yeah. He, you know, we sat out, you know, pretty much all the entire regular season, and then all the stories from the media was well, Kawhi Leonard won't talk. Um, the you know the relationship between him and the Spurs, between him and Pop, was not there. All the pretty much all the stories you've heard, mm-hmm. you know, in the off season up until you know they traded him to Toronto, and I was making the point that um, the media finds ways to kind of twist things out of context and kind of put the you know kind of put the idea out there that this is the uncle's doing or this is Kawhi's doing and. Folks are like, well, well Kawhi will talk. What, what specifically is Kawhi or his uncles doing? Just everything? Well, uh, yeah, just every, just every, just like why, like why is Kawhi sitting out? You know, we understand he had the injury. Mm-hmm. He came back and played, and then he had to sit out again. And then there was the rumor about um, the doctors misdiagnosing his injury, thus the reason why he sat out the rest of the year. And then you know, come came the off season. Um, you know, the Spurs don't have a good relationship. He won't speak. His uncle's doing this. And then folks on social media are like, well, the uncle's ruining Kawhi's money and da 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 da. Mm. This is why you don't mix family with business and all. And, and that whole thing. Okay, okay. And, and that whole thing. And, well, and, see, and the thing is, his uncle is a very successful investment banker 
internationally respected. Mm-hmm. His uncle has been there since the very beginning. So he was in the green room. When things were good, he was there. And if you really want to get the gist of my point, go to hoopscritic.com with Brian Gelsiger and read that story. Yeah. Brian Gelsiger, he presented a story that says Kawhi Leonard is in total control and his uncle is just a consigliere, so to speak. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and the media, the yeah. media and the Spurs are telling us that Kawhi is this meek, meager stooge that his uncle is controlling him. He's just a puppet. And Brian is saying that's a lie. Yeah. 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 I'm a, um. I don't know. Yeah. We, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find that story. Um. Text that to Trey when you when you get a chance, man. Because I yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I'm interested in now. Yeah. 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 For certain, for that's certain. what's up. That's what's up. Yes. So, okay. um, so, um, so Brian, um, let's let's kind of wrap this up and um, just want to give you an opportunity to go ahead and put your social media out there to the fans, to you know the people that are listening to us right now in the chat room. So, um, go ahead and uh, you know plug your show. Where can we find you? Where can we find your show? How can we get links to your episodes and all that? Okay. Uh- you can find me on Facebook. It's a fan page. It's the end of the bench. T H A E N D O F D A B E N C H. The end of the bench, and then there's a chat room, a, a, a sports chat group where we're doing the whole traditional sports thing. Who's greater? Did you see this? Who's taller? Who's fatter? You know the whole yeah. sports thing. Yes, sir. And um, you can you can get in contact with me. I post consistently on those two platforms. I'm on Instagram at @hrabb at hrapd on instagram and on twitter and the show is on twitter at the end of the bench at the end of the bench t-h-a-e-n-d-o-f-d-a-b-e-n-c-h i'm on tomorrow night uh central standard time seven to nine which is uh uh eight to uh eight to ten eastern standard time of course uh every wednesday during that time and every saturday from four to six tomorrow i will have scoop jackson on the show um you can you can check us out. You follow me on social media. You can go get the links from Odin. Like the last six weeks, I've had Odin Polonese, Kenny Anderson, Raj Strickland, Deion Thomas, uh, Phil Dixon. You guys need to reach out to Phil Dixon. Man, this dude is a wealth of information. He gave me information. I, mean, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but his brother in 1891 who hit 61 home runs. Mm. Wow. So, uh, Phil, Phil Dixon, man, if you can get him on your show, please get him on your show. He's okay. an excellent guy. That's, uh, that's dope. And, uh, yeah, man, he he he's he's a foremost expert in uh, black sports history. Hold on, it, I'm I mean, intrigued as shit. Scoop Jackson, where the hell Scoop Jackson been? Chicago native. Chicago native, man. He, uh, Scoop Jackson still does work with Nike. He still does work with uh, ESPN. You know, he he does the uh, narr- he narrates ESPN things. He still he still moving around, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw him on TV the other day, yeah, like last week. Yeah, yeah. I seen Scoop Jackson in years, man. I like that dude. Yeah, yeah. He used to be on uh, yeah, First Take, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, he used to be on First Take when it was cold yeah, pizza. Yeah, man, I'm all yep. Even back then. So from seven to nine tomorrow, since you're standing time from four to six Saturday, I'm doing exactly what you guys doing. I'm jealous because you guys, you guys have actually found somebody to work with. The guys I used to work with, they either dropped off or had other things to do. I'm really, I'm really digging y'all show, man. Appreciate it, man. It's a two man team, bro. We the people don't want to work yeah. with us neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely get it, man. It's it's a lot of fun. 
I've been doing it for three years. And like I said, man, I got tired of the mm. narrative being explained. So like the Kawhi Leonard uncle thing. Oh, yep. what his uncle doing? It ain't like his uncle got a do-rag on with a cigarette in his ear going, yeah, man, let you take advantage of you. But this is this dude is an established professional. That's and right. as Brian Gelsby just said, Kawhi is in full charge. And then I just thought about this earlier today. When David Robinson, Bruce Bourne, and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili stepped out and kicked Kawhi in his behind, the Spurs didn't stand up and defend him. Yeah. And then it's one voice that is mysteriously missing. You notice Tim Duncan has not said one word negative about Kawhi Leonard, and he has not said one word in support of the San Antonio Spurs. So that makes me wonder. Tim Duncan has not said a word since he left the court after getting beat by the thunder before he retired. I wonder if he still <laughs> wear that shirt. I wonder if he still wear that what uh, shirt. That, that, that button up joint? Yeah, that button up joint. He probably do. Yeah, that long button up joint. Yeah. Tim, Tim Duncan is back in the Caribbean just, you know, Chilling. sipping no, on stuff and chilling. Oh, he lives in San Antonio? He does? He lives in San Antonio. Oh, okay. He, San Antonio. he has a uh, he has a, like a pimp my ride kind of deal in, in San Antonio. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. That's what's oh. up. I can see him doing something like that. You know, I can see yeah, him. Man, but, but all those guys kicked him in his behind. But you know, this, none of it, to me, none of the dudes who are not trying to be company men, no Iceman, no mm. no uh, Tim Duncan, none of these guys who you look at and you go, why, you know, you're not talking about Bruce Bourne, no Avery Johnson, you mm. know, because, uh, like, uh, like, I, I went to the same high school as Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson was saying that he had the exact same injury and it was misdiagnosed all season when he played for the Pacers. And at the end of this year, the doctor said, hey man, how have you been playing on this all year? And they told him exactly what they told uh, Kawhi. So it's just a situation to where, uh, again, you know, that's why I took this, that side trade. Like, hey, you know what? You're right. The media continues to perpetuate the story, but simultaneously, if they, if you don't, if you hold your lip tight, like you know, y'all supposed to be the Bill Belichick crew of uh, the uh, of the NBA. Y'all used to keep a tight lip. All you had to do is say, "Look, man, Kawhi's doing his best to get back. Yeah. When he comes back, y'all know, yeah. and he'll still be there." But but y'all, you took the uh, well. We don't know what. Let's check with him and his crew. You know, yeah. just keep a tight lip, and y'all and Kawhi Leonard would have retired us first. That's it. Dope stuff, man. But hey, Brian, man, thanks for coming on with us, man. You know you're welcomed anytime. And man, I'll um, be listening every week. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm promoting every week for you guys, man. I, we just need to continue this in our community. Guys like you, shows like mine, to continue to link up and continue to blow this whole thing up. Because we don't, we, you know, like I said, man, our culture, we drive pop culture. So we don't really need ESPN. We don't need, we don't need anybody censoring us. So if we can continue to have people on, like man, Phil Dixon, reach out to him. I, I'm gonna tell him that you got. I'm gonna tell him to reach out to you guys because he's a he's a great guy to have on your show, man. No okay, yeah, you, man. appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. All right, man. Hey, man. Up, man. Thanks, man. Have Hard a work. have a great show tomorrow, man. All right, thank you, brothers. Peace. All right, yeah. peace, man. All right, that was uh, the homie Brian from Chicago. He's got the end of the bench. Uh, podcast show I put the link in the chat room for you guys and you'll you know you'll see some more social media stuff from us uh regarding his show so you know great you know great talk with him absolutely but absolutely. um to, to kind of go back on the Kawhi thing he had mentioned Bruce Bowen's name and Bruce Bowen kind of <laughs> was giving Kawhi the business yeah. on ESPN the other yeah. day 
And I was like, whoa, Bruce Bowen? Like, <laughs> like, like when this dude ever gives somebody the, yeah, the business? You know what I'm saying? Sit in the, in the corner and shoot a three somewhere. What the yeah. What you doing, bro? Yeah. Nah. What the, like, what the yeah. heck? I, I can't even, yeah. Bruce Bowen was on, uh, he used to do that. What, what show he used to do back in the day before he, right when he tapped? Was it, he did First Take too? Oh, Bruce Bowen? Yeah. Uh, he did a little bit of First Take. He was on ESPN for But certain, then though. he did like NBA Countdown. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. And yeah, yeah, he he was doing that thinking. stuff. Yeah. And like NBA Tonight, which they yeah. don't they don't do anymore. I used to like that show. Yeah, man. I, I, where they would they would go into like highlights of like ongoing oh, games oh, yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 don't do that no more. Cassidy used to host that joint. Mm, that was God one of the reasons why yes, I, I like that show. Yes, indeed. You know, so um uh, Breaking news, Errol Thomas of the Seattle Seahawks will not be reporting the training camp. Um, is that big news? No. I, well, it is breaking news because sure, it was just but announced. But I, I, I kind of scoffed at it. It's yeah. like, what else is new? Yeah. Legion of Boom is done. So let's give uh, Todd Gurley some propers. Yes, sir. Uh, Todd Gurley got a four-year, was it 70? 60. 60? Yep. Um, $60 million with the Rams. Uh, almost 75% of it guaranteed. Um, not fully, but uh, I think the number was $45 million guaranteed. I think it was like 45 guaranteed. Uh, man. Yeah. So, Le'Veon tweets, uh, tweets basically, uh, y'all thought I was tripping. <laughs> when, when, uh, mm-hmm. And, bruh, nobody thought you was tripping. So, but what's that an average of? That's an average of 15. $15 million a year. Okay. The Steelers offered you $4 million. For uh, I'm sorry, not four million. Four years for f- fourteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Fourteen million is what it with, um, but they only offered mm-hmm. about half, right? Of like maybe thirty three. And this is Gurley's fourth season coming up, right? His fourth, fourth season, season in the NFL. And this is Le'Veon's like sixth. Yeah, so they're not, they're not, they're not, yeah, they're not like far off. Of yeah, nothing like yeah. that. Um, so. My uh, well, first and foremost, congratulations to Todd Gurley, and and now much deserved. I and see, here's here's what's 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 uh, irking me right now. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know if you've been seeing this, but um, I guess I we gotta we, stop, we got a call. I guess I got to stop to talk to one to talk to one of y'all. Somebody on. from the ATL. Hold on, hold on, pimping. Caller, what up? What's popping? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, guess who steps in the room? Goodbye. Is this a new intro? You, re- you, you remixed it up? <laughs> yeah, man, why not, man? You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to 2019. Everything going to be lovely. Hey, man, I'm going to put this Kawhi Leonard shit to um, rest, man, because you know people are um, you know, speculating all this and that and that, but it ain't nothing like that, man. For one, uh, Bar Scott, they used to play with y'all, Trey. Yep. He's on the radio back in New York on a fan, yep, right? CMB. Paul yep. Scott see his uncle every day. His uncle got stocked in one of the better gyms in Northern Jersey, right? That's mm-hmm. where he had Kawhi at the whole time he was rehabbing and working out. He had him there with him at the gym. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So for all these bullshit-ass Spurs and all this media that's sucking the Spurs rear end, they need to cut the bullshit out, man. Cause this man, man they like be sucking say, ass now? <laughs> huh? You said sucking rear end. I said, damn, niggas be sucking ass now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they doing that, man. They doing a lot of that <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, man. But anyway, um, um, Kawad thing is because um, his <laughs> uncle, his uncle know Kawad. Kyrie's father, right? Yeah, yeah I know I said his name wrong. I don't give a it's, damn. It's just so good, man. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. He ain't he ain't paying me to say shit, right? Yeah, anyway, hey. um, his his uncle know uh uh Kyrie's father real good, right? You know, from the basketball days in Jersey, and he used to follow Kyrie and whatnot. And Kyrie is serious about coming to the Knicks. Yes, see, I'm telling you, my boy told me all this shit gonna be going down. There's a lot of shit gonna be going down, man. The Zingers may not even be there next year. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, so my thing is, Kawhi, he want. I mean, Mr. Leonard want to play with Mr. Kyrie Irving. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. If them two get together in New York, man, it's going to be a big thing because there's going to be a lot of money being made. Because, you know, Nike loves big-time players coming to play in New York, and they're going to put out, like, they're going to put out a lot of money for LeBron for his bitch ass and show up. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> man, so you know, that money right Chief there is better. out there for whoever. Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm about sick of LeBron, man. You know, I used to love him when he first came to the league, man, because I was only one of the few that was saying he gonna get his thing off in the league because he was a big young man that knows how to play ball with grown men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I protected him back in the day. I, you know, I used to talk good shit about him, man. Even on two live suit show when they had this show, man, people used to call him talking about he gonna be a bust, the little ass you need to go and play college ball and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know the shit he's been doing lately and then how he fucked us, man. We ain't y'all talking about just Phil Jackson. It wasn't just Bill Jackson. It was LeBron, too, man. We got rid of all the players. And then Melo fucked us up by not waiting until the end of the season and come to the Knicks. No, he had to come right away. We got rid of four good-ass players. You know, for his ass. Because still had dumb players and had them as a free agent. And we probably went somewhere, man. You know what I'm saying? So my franchise got messed up by a lot of other different situations and shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Not, not counting... Uh, Goddamn Charles Smith, instead of Jay going up and throw the ball down, he trying to shoot a fucking layup. And oh. it's oh, the, uh, the the Charles, what what they call that? What, what did they call that back in the day? I don't know. The Charles Smith Memorial? My man. Oh, you man, you better. So, so, you big man. So, yeah. So, it's a, it's, it's a lot of shit that went wrong, man. But uh, I like the um, direction we're going now. We got a black front office. Yep. got a black head coach. You know what I'm saying? And he's a player coach, man, because a lot of players like him. Yep. You know, I hear a lot of big talk about him here in the A-man with players, man. You know, they say, like, hey, man, he's going to do some things, man, you know. Um, and, and the one brother told me, I seen Gerald Wilkins on um, Trey uh-huh. at the uh, Bronx Day white party, man. Okay. He still looked like he could play some ball, man. But um, Gerald said that, uh, hey, man, he's going to get some good players, man, because uh, he's working right now. A lot of players want to go play for him. If the money's right. Hey, Chief, I got to admit, though, I like the possibility of a Kyrie-Jimmy Butler combination coming to New York next offseason. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of digging that, yeah. man. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, man. Uh, we're going to be back, man. It's just like the Giants is back this year. You know <laughs> really? The Giants are back they, they, this they, year? They, yeah, they back. They back. You want to put something on that? Yeah, let's put something what on it. Saying? Let's go. We, we put a we put a bottle just like us. Oh, you don't drink. Who don't drink? Man, you don't drink. Okay, well drink. then we no. could we could we could have a bet like we did 
you know, during the NBA playoffs. Nigga, a I want the drink. Okay. Nigga, I want yeah, the drink though. Hold on, nigga, I want the drink we, though. We so you gotta make two you got you got two separate you bets. You gotta make two separate bets because I need the drink. Okay, so 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 the bet is that the Giants make the playoffs, right? Uh, the bet is. Ooh, you sure you want to do that? Yeah the the yeah. bet the bet yeah the bet is that the Giants make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this is an easy one. Trey, we can switch shows. Mike, so what you drink? You know I drink hand. You know okay. I drink hand. What you talking about? Who you talking to? I drink Hennessy. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we can definitely make that bet, man. I know that. See, I'm tired of I'm tired of disrespecting my goddamn team, man. You know I'm tired of your team being you know? disrespectful. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you hope your team come out the box and do some shit this year. Well, look, hey, man, we was just we hey, we was y'all was just what? Hey, <laughs> we was doing we, we was doing a thing doing our thing for a little bit, bro. <laughs> Portal Combat. Yeah, hey, you got nicknames now, nigga. <laughs> Portal Combat. That's what they was calling them hey. in the in the playoffs. Hey, my show. Huh. I got a question for you. Go ahead, man. What you think Trey team gonna do this year, man? Because I told Trey what they gonna do. What man, they ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> Look, look, I got look, I got news for y'all. They ain't gonna do shit. I got I got news for y'all. We going to the playoffs this year. Alright. We we going to we'll the playoffs. See you there. We, we see you there, division champs. Well well you better get there. You better get there via wild card or something. Nigga, we y'all not winning the cause division. I, Cause I look well, man. Just just make sure just make sure you lock these bets down. So, cause it's a lock. No it's it's a lock. And, uh, we got a deal. And uh Yo, man, y'all keep doing your thing, man. Oh, boy, oh, boy, pretty smooth. I like him, man, you know. Even though, you know, I'm going to talk shit to him and shit, you know. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. But, uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty, he pretty smooth, brother, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit, uh, hey, I would, I would like to get on the end of the bench with his ass and see what the fuck he really knows. You know <laughs> 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 hey, man, be safe out here, man. Hey. Yeah, enjoy the night, man. Don't get ready to get me some drink, man. Yes, sir. Alright, man. Yes, sir. Alright, homie. It's a Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern. Nigga, nigga crazy, man. Alright, so. We were talking got, uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. My whole thing is, though, when they're going to pay Aaron Donald? That That's. I'm, I'm waiting for that, and I'm glad Gurley's got his money, but. It seemed like the Rams just got money underneath the mattress someplace because so, they just they paying guys left and right. Cooks got his extension. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, well, it's the well, other it's, guys they bought from free agency well, got money. It's important to recognize that um, Jared Goff is in a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that that's important to recognize. That is a fact. Um, yep. I don't I don't know what the numbers are on Keep to Lead, but I don't think they were I don't think they were like top corner I don't think it was necessarily top cornerback money. Just me guessing. Right. I don't know that it was necessarily top cornerback money. Um I do I'm concerned not concerned, but I'm I wonder I they got Marcus Peter in Marcus Peters in a trade, if I'm not mistaken. It was a trade, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um I'm interested in how that worked out, you know, money wise. Right. Right. Um I guess the bigger question is is in your mind who was more important now, Todd Gurley or Aaron Donald? And I tell you why I think it was Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Not because I think Todd Gurley is a better player. I think Aaron Donald is the better player. I, yep. You know, for what he brings to the defense, I just think he's absolutely. A better player. Yeah. But um, the quarter, I mean, the running back market. Somebody was going to. It, it, it seems it seemed very apparent mm-hmm. that somebody was going to change his running back market, mm-hmm. and I think. For me, 
that it was smart for the Rams to do it now mm-hmm. before Le'Veon Bell did it. Because if Le'Veon Bell did it, if if Le'Veon Bell signed this fit the the fourteen million dollars, yep. Um, Todd Gurley, when it was his time, he'd have asked for sixteen. Well, yeah. He'd asked for sixteen, yeah, and, and and now you faced with a situation. Now you gonna pay him sixteen, mm-hmm. and you still got to lock up Aaron Donald, right? So, I, so they did the right thing by getting him before the running back market changed. Because you know who coming up next? Zeke coming up. Um, Kareem Hunt at, at some point is gonna come up. So yeah, these backs that are catching and you know. Leading the league in rushing and then still catching 50, 60, yep. 70 <laughs> catches a game. Yep. Like, it's a, it's a little rush of these, these running backs that's, you know what I'm saying? Right. Only person I think lost out was Devontae Freeman. Like, he settled too easy, too quickly. Right. Cause right. Devontae Freeman could have been getting that kind of, Devontae Freeman could have, could have been, um, you know, breaking the bank like that. Now, there's going to be more running backs like Le'Veon Bell that are going to kind of go through, Something similar Le'Veon is going through right now because I, I I still believe in my heart that Le'Veon Bell sees himself as more than a running back and 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 rightfully so because of what he does you know for you know for Pittsburgh and all that. Um, like you said, these guys are catching passes out the backfield. Yeah. Um, and I'm not you know, talking 50, about 60 again. Balls. We we like, let's be clear. Uh huh. Le'Veon Bell was the second leading receiver last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and like, that's, that's why yeah. if I'm his agent, I'm at the table. Like, look, AB's getting seventeen million dollars, and the argument is is that Le'Veon Bell is doing just as much as AB's doing. Um, maybe not on the receiving end, but if you combine the receiving and the running together hey what, what, what's going on i think you're going to start to see a lot more running backs now they got to perform on their rookie contracts they got to do that obviously mm-hmm. but i'll give you a perfect example kareem hunt when his time comes up he's going to be wanting 17 you know 18 million dollars yeah you know yeah and and these offenses i i listened to somebody on the radio today um you know they're talking about lamar jackson Deshaun Watson, and it seems like the league is kind of geared, being geared toward those kind of quarterbacks that give you the threat of running yeah. and passing out the pocket and all yeah. that. You're going to start to see some of that, and I, I think the running backs benefit a little bit off of that as well, man. Yeah, you're really going to start to see a change here, where you know dudes going to be fighting for that check. You well, know, they they gonna be they gonna be going for this seventeen eighteen million dollars, man. And and and, and again, they should. Mm-hmm. Um, my my stance on Le'Veon Bell, and you know, for those who don't know, um, we offered him a fair deal. We offered him fourteen million dollars, mm-hmm. and that's the best we doing. And and I'm with the Steelers on this, not because Le'Veon deserves or doesn't deserve it. Yep, but because there are so many. The next, the next slew of backs mm-hmm. that are coming in, yeah. are doing what he does. Are they going to do it as well as he does it? Probably not. Maybe not as well. But they're doing the same thing, like so. And they're like the focal points of their can, offense. We can get, we can get what Le'Veon Bell does. Not necessarily at at as high as the quality, yeah. But we can get it for cheaper. I mean, Alvin Kamara, he's another one that's you know what I'm saying he came in last year, mm-hmm. eighty catches, 
Um, I'm pretty sure he ran for a thousand yards. So like he came in. He so who's to say we can't get that from Jalen Samuels? Um, when Le'Veon leaves next year, or, he, or hell, even James Conner, who's right. our, um, who's the next up the bat, and save you some money. Yeah, and in, save in, us, in and the process, save us some money. So, um, I'm not mad at Le'Veon for going for it. I'm just saying, bro, we we gave you a pretty freaking fair deal. And if you if and again, it's the same conversation we had last week. So, Todd Gurley made a million dollars more mm-hmm. than you did. Yep, is so. It's, I'm pretty it's, confident. It seems like he wants that extra milli. No, he wants the guaranteed money. Mm. Well, that Again, too. That's that, what that, that too. I, yeah. We talked about it before we went on. The, mm-hmm. the issue had to be the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Like I said, out of sixty million, the guarantee on Todd Gurley was forty five. Forty five. So that's seventy five percent of the contract, exactly, right there. Exactly. And it's not all fully guaranteed for those uh, for yeah. those contract heads. It's not all fully guaranteed, but. If you do what you're supposed to do, you're gonna at least walk out this walk out of the situation with forty five million dollars in Todd Gurley's case. Whereas um what's uh uh Brown, I mean Bell was seventy million. Um yeah, I, I, I keep messing up the number, but I know it's fourteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So but they're guaranteed And that's a like, tag. No, 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 I'm talking about what they offered him. They oh, offered oh, him fourteen okay. million dollars mm-hmm. um before July sixteenth. They offered him for us uh fourteen a year. Right. And guarantee was like thirty three million dollars a year. Okay. So it was it was like almost half as okay. opposed to seventy five. So that's like a six year. Yeah, that was like a six year contract. No, it was a, it was a five year. It was it was five, five years. years. Okay, I, I want to say I, what's um because if you said wait a minute we do we do I don't yeah I got the calculator out y'all fourteen times five fourteen times five okay you're right so it's five okay my bad seventy million dollars and they was guaranteeing thirty three million. Um, thirty three million out of that contract, obviously not fully guaranteed, but in the, also, but he got offered forty five million yep. and guaranteed. Yeah, they say so, in the NFL, it's really all about the guaranteed money that right, the guys and, are going for. Because if something happens, yep. with the amount that they're carrying the ball, obviously, you know what I'm saying. So right, we, right. We, so so it's, so it's it's more. I mean, they care about the years because they want. You know the I protection they, and the stability. Care, I think they care about the guarantee, but money. they want more. It's more of the guarantee money they, than if anything. If they get injured year two, they don't want to lose out on, uh, you know, in in um, Tiger's case, they don't want to miss out on thirty million dollars because he got injured in year two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so. and I, yeah, who can really be? Who could be mad at that? But yeah, bro, we offered you a fair deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 God bless you if you go to the Jets and get a hell. If the Patriots paid you that. Oh, do you know the Patriots are gonna no, no, do that? I don't they break the bank for nobody, really. Uh, I don't know. They, it might be like, look. I, I mean, I tell you what, it might be. The, it might be a Demarcus Cousins situation. I tell you what, I, nah, where it's like, nah, well, not well, not in the sense like he's got an injury. I'm saying like, yo, like I got, chance to, I got a chance to, I got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Nah, hey, y'all could pay me I, nine million dollars. Yeah, nah, I don't think he's doing that. I don't, I don't know. Think I don't he's doing know. That. I don't think he's taking a pay cut. The these niggas want to ring. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, shout out to Grego. Uh, I forgot to shout you out in the chat room. Um, and also, uh, I think it was BS3. It was either BS3 or um, Clutch Talk Sports. I and think it was. And not, not the Clutch mention, Talk. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What up? Um, the Patriots running back they drafted? Mm, who's that? Um, um, Grego, who's a running back that y'all drafted? They, they dra- if I'm not mistaken, they drafted a running back in the first round. I think, um, yeah, they did. 
I can't remember Michael, the guy's name. Michael. Uh, um, His last name is Michael, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. him catches out the backfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how many? I mean, how many for the past uh, year, few years or so? Mm-hmm. Deion Lewis and James White. That, you know what I'm saying? That, I was gonna say know, all those guys that yeah. they had catch out the backfield. Yeah, just Shane they, Vereen. Yeah, just because they rotate. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just rotate. So they Sonny Michelle. Like, thanks, Greg. So they got the whole they got the whole running back by committee thing, but if you if they settled on one back, yep. they he wouldn't probably have those same kind of numbers that some of these other running backs and right. So all I'm saying is, is that we can get it cheaper and I and, and and we're cool with getting it for cheaper. Who Shane Vereen, by the way, got a contract with the Saints. Mm-hmm. So he'll be the number three back if I mean, well, if that spending four games, so oh yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. But they, that's an insurance policy. That's right. That's that's an insurance policy, right? In case they run uh, Kamara into the ground. okay. So it, I mean, it's almost a lock that he'll make the fifty-three man roster for the Saints. Then I don't see. I mean, I don't know what the rest of their depth look like, but I don't see how they not how they don't how he doesn't. Uh, yeah, I, I can't either. I mean, you remind me about the suspension, so yeah. I, I would have to think that. The Yankees um, got Zach Britton, by the way. I don't know if that popped in. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did see that. Okay. I, I saw that uh, from the Orioles. And they got turned. They got the Saints. Also got Terrence West. So, oh, Terrence, good old Terrence West. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't. Still in the league. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so we got Britton, huh? Yeah. From, from the Orioles, the yep. or- Orioles got twenty nine yeah. wins, and it's July twenty fifth. Like. They got they got seventy what seventy two losses. Hey man, damn, that that sucks. That sucks, man. I still got to make it to I got to make it to Nationals Park sometime this year, man. Yeah, I want to go to um, Camden Yards for a Yankee game when they come to town. I think they're going to get twenty nine wins. You sure you want to go? There? <laughs> oh, I'm going for the Yankees, nigga. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going yeah. for the Yankees. I could care less. Oh, for- Going for a guaranteed win there. Going for a guaranteed <laughs> W, yeah. Yeah. You know Yankee fans going to fill up the stadium. Oh, man. You know, we, we do that everywhere. Speaking of the Yankees, though, it was a lot of um, it's a lot of backlash to uh, Gary Sanchez, the catcher, mm-hmm. in last night's game. It was, uh, it was a 7-6 ball game in Tampa, uh, bottom of the ninth, and Gary Sanchez was at bat two outs. Mm-hmm. Um, Judge was at third, and I can't remember who was at second. And he hits a line drive, and you could watch when you watch Gary Sanchez trot to first base. Yeah, he, I mean, he was trotting until he realized like the play in the field was developing real slow, mm-hmm. and then he started to you know pick up some speed. Yeah, so he's catching heat for that because had he you know put the speed on, Judge would have made it to home and would have tied the ball game up. Yeah. You know, so it's like, man, like this is a big, like this is a big story. It's a big story because it's New York, it's the Yankees, and you know, people are gonna go all haywire over it. I heard a guy talking about, oh, the Yankees missed Steinbrenner. Da, 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 da. Shut up, <laughs> shut the hell up. Steinbrenner's dead. That that's yeah, that's on, let's on, let's let, let's let's cut that out. Yeah. Let's cut that out. The Yankees still have sixty something wins. 30-something losses, we, we good. Yeah. I know the Red Sox are better, but we good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's. <laughs> and I know they're on a five-game losing streak. It's okay. But I'm I'm perfectly fine where the Yankees are at right now. Just get me to October, 
and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. We go into the playoffs. That's that's all I know. Manny Machado traded to the Dodgers from the Orioles, so the Orioles are very clearly cleaning house. Yep, yep. And they they keep talking about maybe Adam Jones might be going somewhere too. I feel like they've been shopping Adam Jones for a while though. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They 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 really have. Well, you know when you. Uh, it seems like baseball teams, when they know they're done, they are really um, yeah. quick about oh, cleaning house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really, like most baseball teams are really most. Good at, yeah, yeah. They like, oh, we sorry. All right, let's clean house. <laughs> let's just yeah. yeah. Let, let's yeah, just sweep it right. out. So there you go. And I, I think we talked about it yesterday. We knew he they were going to the um to the Dodge. He was going to the Dodge. We knew that. Yeah. yeah that that was the other thing we kind of you know dove into a little bit last week. You know, with all the trades and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that trade went down during the ESPYs, and in case you didn't watch it, I know you didn't Which watch I did. it. Thank you. Thank you for knowing I know, me. I know you didn't you watch it. You know me it. so well, man. <laughs> but I, I watched the pre-game show, whatever, uh-huh. and then once it came on, I was really not paying attention at all. But um, you know the name Captain Obvious? I'm, look. I was trying to Google who this guy was. And okay. What, okay. And Twitter. You, I don't you can, know who he is. No. Okay. So I, he's done some commercials and he was on a red carpet and Cassidy was interviewing this guy. He's a white guy. Mm-hmm. And basically he subliminally told everybody like, let's this award show stick to sports and that's it. And so I'm just sitting back and I'm like, yo, this dude literally just like came out and was like kind of anti-protesting any kind of potential protests yeah. that might be out there. I mean, he, I was about to say that he, uh, I mean, he white. Go ahead and say it. I mean, it's the barbershop. Nigga, Go ahead. The nigga white. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, yeah. not to say that all white people feel that way, but I'm like. I'm like, uh, dude, I'm like, this dude put it out there already. Like, like y'all ain't, y'all not protesting on my SPs. <laughs> so who was this like? Who, yeah. I ain't hear no bad. So th- this this clearly went under the rug because yeah, it did, it yeah, did. Because okay. I was looking for stuff on Twitter yeah, and it really, I it really, I couldn't find a YouTube. You, video. you really, you had to watch it and you really had to really catch, catch it really that said. quick. Okay, otherwise you weren't gonna how get did it. Cassidy's what did, like did she? How did she respond? She just kind of nudged. She it just off. yeah, she just kind of nudged it off. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, he continued to say some other stuff because the question was, what are you looking forward to? in tonight's program mm-hmm. and he started it off with that and then he just continued about oh i'm you know excited to see the athletes and da 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 and all that oh, stuff so it kind of so it, it, it kind of you need to up. obviously shut your ass up yeah for real shut your ass up i was like i like this dude just really just i don't even want to hear the contest out no more. There. shut your ass up but cassidy was looking as Fuck. usual mm. yes sir as as usual and and carrie champion Looked pretty good too. I mean, she always looked good. good. She always looked good, but you know, and Jamel Hill doing Jamel Hill is everywhere. God, hey, she's everywhere. Hey, she's She's interviewing Ti on BET. She's doing numbers. She, you know, she she niggas doing the thing. Niggas fuck with Jamel Hill, bro. She oh yeah, that. niggas fuck with her. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No and, question and, about it. Uh, she getting these platforms, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she seemed like a cool person to talk to. Where Michael Smith at, man? What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, but I didn't mean that derogatory. I somebody promise. somebody brought up Hugh Douglas, and that made me think about the beef they had. <laughs> yeah, apparently that Bama uh, tried to. I forget what exactly happened. Like. 
No, Hugh Douglas was drunk and he was trying to fight Michael Smith. Yeah, okay, all right, but he didn't get he ain't put no hands on. Nah, him. he ain't, nah, okay, he ain't put yeah, no hands yeah, on. Yeah, him. Right, but right. ESPN was like, okay, yeah, they fired his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Hugh Douglas, Hugh but Douglas, it, but they but they bend it and like each other. Like you could feel like if you watch some of those episodes of that show they had. Together, oh, his and hers or yeah. numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they he always used to have some little slick shit to say to Michael Smith on air. <laughs> Michael Smith had to kind of like brush it off, like ha ha, nigga, you funny. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, see, wow, see me in the back, nigga. Wow, shit, nah. You don't want to <laughs> fight you, Douglas, Slim. Huh? Yeah, I, I agree with that. That nigga don't want to fight you, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I agree with that. All right, so one more thing. One more thing, man. I I saw it. Look, I saw it. Look, bro. Jimmy G. Dayton. Kiara. He, he a legend. Hey, look, bro. He a legend. Y'all say what y'all want about porn stars, but yo. Hey, man. What and what is the capital of porn of the porn industry? The Bay know. Area is it really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, Silicon Valley. I, I only I just watch porn. I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about the history of it. And it was crazy, right? Because um, Kiara Mia, I know of her because I've seen her before. Mm-hmm. And on uh, shout out to X videos. And um, <laughs> Shawty is. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Shawty's uh-huh. almost. Shawty might be over forty years old. I don't know if you've seen her. Like mm. online, uh huh. Haven't seen her. Like she oh. got she got Instagram. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't probably follow you don't her. Care. Yeah, I okay. don't. But I'm gonna say, like, Shardy is almost forty and got a daughter. Uh huh. And I'm gonna show you her daughter. Now, is her is her daughter in the business too? Her no. Her daughter is a fitness model. Uh. So she don't do she don't okay. do. But this her daughter. Okay, not bad. Now, not bad. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm sitting. Now I'm thinking to myself, and I ain't hating on. I ain't hating on Jimmy G because he winning. Right. Yep. But if you asking me, what I had rather had now Jimmy G's. I don't think Jimmy G's thirty. No. I, yeah. Maybe twenty five. He's probably closer to the daughter's age. Yep. Than he is to the. Yeah. Than he is to the forty year old. But yeah. it's le- but it's legendary because you know mm-hmm. that. He didn't seen her in the videos. Oh, I'm sure he has. Like I've seen it. He in can't the front. Yeah, I'd I'd have to take her on the day too. Front. I'd have to take her on. The, I'd, like if uh, right, Shorty. Like yo, I seen you on uh, X videos. Shorty, the way you the let's way go you, on a date. The way you did that with Slim on this video here. Right. Oh, you got to do that with me. <laughs> we got to do that. <laughs> oh, we got to. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I like, yeah, yeah. That shout out to Jimmy G because he winning. And look, do you? I I read that. Um, Bama's is mad. Bama's is like first. Are, are they more mad because I don't the, know for the football aspect or because he because he pulling porn stars? Well, it's working out. Is because Mia Kiara Mia's like. Search numbers mm-hmm. like skyrocketed. Right when the news, when TMZ broke the news, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy G. Now it's stories about Jimmy G. Possibly losing endorsements because right. he dated. And let's be clear, I don't know if they're dating. They just went on a date. That's mm-hmm. what TMZ reported. They went on a date. Right, right. And niggas is upset. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post Kiara Mia and her daughter for y'all. Garoppolo, Garoppolo like. getting it in though. But man, look. I ain't, look. I ain't never been. I ain't never been the dude in real life to be like you know. Let's 
let's mess up a let's mess up a family and you know what I'm saying. Right. right. But he already got mama. He got to go for daughter. He got to try to hit the daughter. Now he hey. got me. He I got he hey. got Kiera Mia. and he can make some extra money on the he side. He got to try. Like, oh, and she got it. And she off off the strength uh-huh. that. Um, you know they got spotted. Yeah, sure they got a short sure, niggas is offering her a whole new contract for for uh, a whole new porno movie called has something to do with football. I, I don't remember the name of the title, mm-hmm. but they offered John a whole new movie, <laughs> a whole new flick, right? Off the strength that she got seen with Jimmy G at a at a restaurant. Yeah. So her stock going all the way up at forty years old, right? Off the strength that she got this young dude who fantasizes about her <laughs> to go on a, you know, got a, got a, you know, went went on a date. Mm-hmm. Her stock going up. His stock allegedly, right. you know, in the in the PR is going down. And uh, Chief Rocker said he knocking down both moms and daughter. Google her, because <laughs> Jasmine Chiquito, <laughs> Shawty is wow. like that. And 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 since we're talking, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Since we're talking adult film stars, I don't think we ever brought this up on the podcast. But I know locally here, it's kind of a a deal. Um, you know, Mia Khalifa has a sports yeah, yeah, show yeah. with Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the complex show. The comp. Yeah, yeah. On, on complex. Yeah, it's, been, yeah. it's been it's been a while. It's been yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's been on quite a few times. You also did you also know hear about the time when uh, Gilbert Arenas put her on blast? This is, I'm assuming this is before the show. Uh-huh. Where she slid. You know, I don't know if you know this, but um, Mia Khalifa is notoriously known. For putting dudes on blast when they DM her, when they DM her or whatever, like trying to holler, whatever, whatever. She's mm-hmm. notoriously known for right. screenshotting the DM and putting it on on social media. Mm. So she slid into Gilbert Arena's DM. Oh snap! And he did the same thing to her. Okay, not for nothing. Here they are. Here they are on complex. Show. Yeah, that's 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 fire right there. Yeah, I hope he knocked it down. He probably did. I hope he did. He's Gilbert Arenas. I don't. I don't, I don't know what that means, but I hope he did. Uh, to all the stuff that he's been embroiled in yeah, yeah, yeah. while I, being an athlete in DC. Hey man, I hope he. I hope he. I hope he knocked it down. And she, and she, and she a DC native? Yeah. I would think he tapped. That. I, well, I hope so. I would. Well, I, hope I, so. I would think he tapped that with protection, of course, because you know she been man. Not for nothing, she been, bro. She been <laughs> nah. You you should. I I don't. I don't believe that. I believe that porno joints is the cleanest joints ever. Like professional porno joints, mm-hmm. they got to be because the they're more cautious. I guess there's they more. They got to go to the doctor every other. Like they got, they have to go get these checkups. Because, makes sense. Yeah, makes makes they're sense. They're the cleanest joints ever. Makes makes sense. And they and they got to be more aware. Since they have to be. They're gonna be. They yeah. have to be. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Second, you find the second something comes out that you got the germ, yep. nigga, your porno career's over. Man, they say they say porn is a billion dollar business out uh, there. Yeah, you're damn right. More than NFL, baseball, and NBA combined. Uh, look, <laughs> if you wasn't doing this, what? <laughs> nah, I, well, I, I could tell you, I'd be I'd be terrible at porn. I, it's only it's, it's, uh, it's only look. I'm not. It's only certain things I'm interested in doing. Maybe, maybe you could own some music rights since you're a producer. Yeah. Maybe you could conjure up some stuff. Uh, f- Snapple fact. I've done porno tracks before. There you go. 
Now, I don't know what the Pono did because the, the guy gave me a contract and it wasn't what it was. But uh, uh. snap a fact, I have produced a Pono before. Oh, there apparently. you got that on your resume. There you go. I don't I, I don't because I can't identify with it. I was 18 and didn't. He was like, yeah, just give it. Just give me the beat. I holler at you. I never <laughs> seen a nigga again. Never seen never seen a nigga again. Yeah. What about that clap cheeks joint? Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to my homies with the X Squad affiliates, man. Gang, gang. Y'all check them out on xsquadaffiliates.com. And uh, we appreciate everybody that wasn't listening. Um, that that was wasn't in the chat room, but was out there listening. We appreciate you as well. Uh, just a few things before we get up on out of here. Uh, check us out on the website Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast Dot com uh, We got the home page With all our episodes on there So if you miss something You can go ahead and uh, You know Check out one of our Archived ep- episodes there uh, We got the blog site Make sure you check that out On the website We got the videos page We upload videos From the episodes we do Those are also On our YouTube channel Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast So make sure sh- Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel when you get an opportunity. Uh, if you got any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. And you know we got the social media popping, y'all. We got the Facebook page. We're on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And we got the Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. And I just want to, again, for the last time, shout out to homie Brian. Yes, uh, his last name is uh, Williams. So Brian D. Williams. And he's on Facebook. And I put his name in the chat. And I put his uh, blogtalkradio.com link in the chat. So make sure y'all check that brother out. He's got a show tomorrow. He's got Scoop Jackson, the legendary Scoop Jackson. Hey, man, we'd there. appreciate y'all. If, you know, if y'all got some time in y'all day, man, just shout out. Put the X Squad in the, you know, let them know. That we, you know, yep. that we repping. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Hope to have him back on, uh, you know, sometime soon. So, all right, folks, that's it for the show. Maestro Styles, Trey Frazier signing off. Y'all have a good week. We'll holler at you next week. Peace out. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier. Maestro Styles. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Enjoy. Thanks. Order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.